Woo! CA Podcast. I think we're good. <laughs> we had a quick malfunction right before um, we started recording. Important episode today. Probably the most important episode, if I'm being honest. At least in my eyes, in my opinion. Might be a bit biased. Interpret how you may in the comments. Um, but, man, the CA Podcast, episode 41. We're back in this bitch. We have the motherfucking executive producers doing their thing per usual. Marloon and Edwin. Erlen is out today. Something's going on. We don't know. We're praying for Erlen. He's great, though. I believe he's great. <laughs> um, you know, but shout out to Problems for Island. It's happening. Thousands of people listening every week. You know, the biggest podcast in the state. So we had to bring eventually. I didn't know when it was going to happen, but I was like, right when I started the podcast, I was like, this person needs to come on this fucking podcast. He needs to represent, you know, and we got to put the light on him because we need to represent him and support him because he is the city, he is the state, and he is a symbol of inspiration for thousands, if not, I would say millions, but we are the smallest thing in the country, so I got to be honest. We got millions. I think we got one point something. So technically not millions. Okay, we got millions. <laughs> we got a couple hundred thousand. A mil. For sure, <laughs> kids out of the city. Um, Looking up to this gentleman right here, if you guys don't know, you know, definitely at one point, and time will tell, one of the faces of Providence College, the Friars, every time you saw the Friars, heard of Friars, you would see his face. And when it comes to the NBA, I actually have some stats for those who don't realize how significant this is. So... All time, there's been about 4,374 players to ever play in the NBA. So think about that. Damn Ever? near 5,000. Yeah. 4,374. So you're one. The gentleman to the right of me is one out of these 4,300 people. And the percentage, the odds to even make it to the NBA is 0.03%. So not even 1%. Not even, not even point. This is a damn near zero percentage, mm. you know, so the rarities and the actual, you know, special like idea, the dream that he has now fulfilled is, is, is insane. You know, when you put it into perspectives, when you break it down statistically, but aside from that, you know, he's also an alumni of my same high school, obviously from the same city. So regardless, you have to support it. But at the same time, this is someone that. He speaks for himself when it comes to everything. He literally, you know, where was where were you right now? Where was the summer the summer league right now? Where was the base out of? Oh, uh, Vegas. Vegas. So he was literally in Vegas well, two days ago, right? Two days ago. I landed yesterday. You landed yesterday. Yeah. He was in Vegas. You know, you dropped, what was it, 22? Dropped 24. 22, 24. Yeah. See, I'm, 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 look at me. Already <laughs> disrespecting him. My bad. You know, 24 points he dropped, already making headlines, you know, and it's not even the preseason yet. Going into his sophomore year in the NBA, as a guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Today, we are blessed and honored to have in our presence David Duke Jr. <laughs> I acted like there's an audience. <laughs> I was waiting for the audience to go crazy. Don't got the button set up right now, bro, but just know we got you. Yeah, man. Listen, so. I appreciate you, man. And, you know, just off bat, how, how are you feeling? How's everything right now? Man, life's good. Life's good, you know, uh, God is good, bro. Can't complain. Can't complain. <laughs> I literally can't, man. Like, you know, it has its ups and downs, but yeah. I mean, right now I'm standing here today. I'm alive. You know what I'm saying? Facts. In the presence of some good people. Hey, I appreciate, I appreciate you, bro. Can't complain, bro. Likewise. Yeah, I appreciate you blessing us with your, 
you know, your presence today, you know, crazy day. For those who don't realize, or if you're not watching on YouTube, yeah, my face looks different. I have... <laughs> I have Beijing. Talk about it. Such a crazy special day, and my barber decided to put Beijing on my face. I've never needed this. I've never been balding. I've <laughs> luckily, as of now, my hair's never been receding. You know, I have nothing against it. If you guys need it, you need it. You, you know? trying to get you right for the special. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose got that lineup. For a sure. lot of Beijing in there. For sure. He does his thing. Shout out to him. Sure. Number one barber in the world. Has to be because Jalen Rose shit's on point 24-7. This <laughs> shit on my face. It looks natural, bro. You it think do. so? I didn't notice until it's you said natural, something, though. Man. I don't I know. Really I think he's being nice. Shout I think he's being nice. I really ain't noticed to <laughs> what it's about. So it's like, I don't know. You know, God was like, let me put Beijing on you. I'm like, okay, God. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't want to complain with my barber. I didn't want to wash it off because I'm, I'm thinking this might be, I thought this was like tattooed on. I never had a Beijing. I don't know how, how this works, right? So, you can't shower for like three days. Ah. Or if you do, you just got to get everything out. Oh, man. I got to get like a crazy a cleaner. Yeah. <laughs> So at any point I start dripping, just be like, yo, point it out, and we'll clean it up. We'll keep it rocking. You know, um, but in all seriousness, <laughs> bro, the Beijing's rocking. That's People going to kill me in the comments. I like it, though. <laughs> Promo, baby. But when it comes to yourself, for those who don't understand it, the story of David Duke Jr., where does it start? Where does your actual, oh, I was about to say childhood. Speaking of child, that's my son going oh, crazy yeah, at the door. Child. That's Ocean. <laughs> Ocean going crazy. But where does your actual childhood start? You know, where are you from? For those who just don't understand, where does the David Duke story start? Definitely in Providence. Um, I mean, where my story starts, I don't even know exactly where. You know, I know for sure basketball started for me when I was about nine. Mm. So I'll say like elementary school. Um you know, in Providence, there's hella kids that, you know what I'm saying, play basketball yeah, and stuff like that. So I was really into it just because they was into it, you know. I started out, I played soccer first. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. that was my first sport ever. I played literally up until high school. Wow. Okay. I didn't stop until ninth grade. And I actually played for classical. The first year? Yeah. So did you do both sports or was it just one? I played... Soccer and basketball. Wow. My freshman year, yeah. I played varsity on Wow. Year, yeah. What position were you in soccer? I was a striker. Striker. Yeah, yeah. If he was striker, then. Was the coach Mr. Caffrey? was good. Yeah. Mr. Caffrey. I love Mr. Caffrey. Yeah. Mr. Caffrey wanted me on the team, too. Nah, he was a cool <laughs> dude, for sure. Bro, he wanted me on the soccer team. So I would just play around on the recess, whatever it was called. Gym. Recess. I'm not going to let him <laughs> High school is recess. It's gym. Right. Outside and shit on the field. I'll play soccer. And he'll be like, I want you on the team. <laughs> Facts. I'm like, I don't, I'm good. Right. I don't want to be on the team. Um, but that's amazing. So what made you stop soccer completely? I just, so once I started playing basketball, mm-hmm. I started to develop a love for it. I started playing more competitively. So I was going to AAU. I was going to uh, school practice. And then I was playing on like a rec league team as well. Um, so I was pretty busy with that. And soccer, I wasn't just playing like school and rec soccer. I was playing like, club soccer like premier so okay having like up and down the east coast like playing the top teams whatever yeah just in the area so that was like really uh demanding yeah we practice every single day we had uh tournaments like every weekend and stuff but then wow. with basketball it was the same way 
And with Premier, it was almost year-round because you play spring and summer outside. In the fall, mm-hmm. winter, you're playing indoors with the mm-hmm. same exact team. Um, in basketball, it was, you know, I play with school in the wintertime slash early spring. Then spring comes around, that's AAU time, spring yeah. and summer. So it was just like I was always playing more than one sport at the same time, you know. And if I had practice one day for one sport, I would be giving up practice for another and, you know, with the wow. soccer, like, they just weren't as, uh, I guess, accepted with me missing that many practices and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but it was never because I didn't want to. You know, I was always dedicated to whatever I was into. Like, I, that yeah. was one thing about me. I always made sure that if I was there, I was giving you 100% of my effort, like, all the time. Yeah. But, you know, things happen. And uh, once I got to eighth grade, actually, they wanted me to uh, try out for – the revolution junior mm, team. Wow. Um, but with that, like, you can't play high school sports. Wow. Like, you just, you have to, that's the only thing. Because it's only technically, thing. like, junior professional, right? Yeah. Like, the New, York, New England revolution. But at that point, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, focus on basketball. I mean, Damn. basketball. And then maybe I'll play soccer for school. So my freshman year, that's what I did. I played soccer with classical. Then after that, uh... Matter of fact, in middle school, I started playing football, sixth grade, mm. sixth and seventh, and eighth. So I was playing. What middle school you go to? Paul Cuffey. Paul Cuffey, okay. Yeah. And elementary? Uh, Blessed Sacrament. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So with those, I was playing three sports at a time. Wow. You know, like those three years. And when I got to high school, obviously I cut out soccer. So, well, premier soccer. So I was just playing basketball and soccer at class school. My sophomore year, I played football with class school. So it was wow. football and basketball. Then my junior year, that's when I was like, all right, like, I got to pick one. If I'm going to go to college for one, like, it's going to be basketball. Yeah. So that's what I decided to do. But crazy enough, like, when I had transferred to uh, Cushing Academy mm. up in Massachusetts. What year was this? This was 2016, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was your senior year? Or was I it? was going to be going into my senior year at classical. And then you went to uh, Cushing, yeah. Okay, that's what happened. Yes, I um, remember this. And I basically did like a reclass year. Mm. So I ended up doing two years at Cushing. Yeah. Uh, so that first year, crazy story, I went there because I got recruited for basketball, right? Um, I had only maybe had two offers at the time. Mm-hmm. Brown University is my first college uh, wow. scholarship offer. Uh, literally the night of the championship with classical that we played at brown university and then like a couple of days late no that same night matter of fact i got like another uh ivy league maybe columbia i think i'm not sure what the second one was i just know the first one was brown yeah so going into that new school i was like you know my mind is strictly on basketball you know what i'm saying like now i'm trying to make a future for myself this is how i'm going to pay for college mm-hmm. like this is what i'm going to do so I didn't play any other sports. Well, I thought I wasn't going to play any other sports. And each semester at that school, they make you do something. Damn. So in the fall, I was like, you know, I'm going to do photography, whatever. And I just, like, was like, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> and, like, I would always be taking pictures of the sports team. So, like, I would be at the soccer game taking pictures and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, I, I wish I could just play. Like, you know, trials had already happened. And whatnot. I had a couple of friends that like were playing on the team, so I was like, you know, yeah. would, would it be crazy if I tried to just yeah. go on the team? I asked the coach, and he was like, come to practice. Went wow. to practice, and like the next week, I played for that whole technically second junior year. Wow. Yeah. 
Damn. You feel like the other sports <laughs> helped you and like in your skills in football, like at least maybe like I don't know, like build like stamina discipline. or just yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, soccer is a sport where you can't stay still, right? Like the ball's always moving. Yeah, you always got to be like at a, like a slight jog or something. Um, so that helped me with my stamina, and then like my footwork and stuff too, being like lighting your toes. Uh, that helps with basketball a lot too. Um, How about football? Football, I think you work on a lot of agility stuff. I was playing quarterback. I played, like, wide receiver. So with that one, like, you got to be kind of like a leader, you know. That's, like, not like a skill set. But it is a skill, though, you know, like mm-hmm. having a leadership yeah. aura about you. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, the agility part, like I said, that helped with basketball as well. So I think everything just kind of helped. And like One thing helped another thing. Yeah. Know? And looking back at it, you don't, do you regret at all? Maybe like, yo, I could have been a soccer star. Um, funny enough, the uh, guy who ran my soccer team—it's called Bayside. Bayside. Um, he was actually—he's the assistant coach for soccer at Providence. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. It was like a full circle moment once I got to Providence. Uh, Providence College, PC. Yeah, he um. He told, like, I don't know, I mean, I thought I was pretty good, but I didn't think I was this good. But he would always say, like, you know, if you stuck with it, you literally could have been playing at Providence, like, for soccer. So I don't know. You know, like, I feel like I could have if I really put my mind to it. Yeah. But. You had more of a passion for basketball. Yeah, a thousand percent. It was, I mean, we had a conversation before this, like, yeah. it's just, like, more fun. Yeah. yeah. More people were into it. That's crazy. Do you have a favorite team? Like, Do you follow, like, so- uh, soccer? Like, you up on it or no? Uh, player wise, like I know of some players, I don't really keep up with it. I don't watch yeah, same. games really that much anymore. Same. Um, now like that, I'm so heavily invested into basketball. I feel like soccer is a little slow, like watching it. Mm. I would love playing it for sure. Yeah, but watching it is just Ronaldo Messi. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Let's start some controversy. <laughs> Messi. Messi. Ah, oh, respect. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Ronaldo guy. Why? Why, why is he laughing? <laughs> I thought everyone was laughing because he knows why. No, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe because uh, no homo, obviously. Pause. Looks. I like I like Ronaldo. <laughs> I think Ronaldo's a handsome guy. Messi gives me old man vibes. It's like I don't really, you know what I'm saying? Though, the production. You know? We're talking about the I never skills. said I was an expert with this shit, bro. I'm, t- I'm just talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even I think he's handsome. Either. A girl would answer that like that, bro. <laughs> yeah. What's going yeah. on? He's a handsome guy. This is soccer. It's a sport. It's not modeling. <laughs> you know, we're not you going know? for looks. You know, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I can't even discredit your answer because, like you I said, I don't think he's handsome, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that wasn't nah. what I was going to say. <laughs> Nah, I was listen. gonna say because <laughs> Ronaldo's good. Yeah, we he's good. We can't deny that. I just I'm not like that knowledgeable about the, the sport anymore, so mm. I can't like argue. Oh, nah, yeah. it's messy over. Like, right, I right, just right. for me personally, I'll say Ronaldo. I respect. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, from what you've seen. Yeah, no, that's crazy. But speak about that when it comes to like your experience there at PC. For those who don't know, how long you lasted and. Just in general, like your overall experience, because you're definitely going down in Providence College history as one of the best players to ever come through that building. Yeah, it was, man, it was an experience. Like, look, just looking back on it, you kind of appreciate it more. You know, it's just one of those things that when you're in the midst of it, yeah, 
um, you know, you appreciate it because, you know, I feel like I always appreciate just being able to wake up every day. But, like, when you look back on things, it's kind of a little different. Like, being there, I was just focused on, you know, being the best way that I could be coming in. There was a lot of hype, you know, like, going into yeah. the school. Like, I think I committed on my birthday, actually. It was a Friday. And I woke up Saturday, and, like, I see it, like, trending literally on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way that me committing to promise is like something that's big enough to like be trying to write. Yeah. And it's just one of those things I'm like, it is what it is. Like maybe uh I don't know, maybe they're just talking about my name or something. You know, not like actually me committing to yeah, yeah. Uh, Providence. That's like another topic that yeah, we'll yeah, probably get yeah, into. Yeah, we're gonna get into uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean going there it was it was amazing. I mean the coach Cooley, he's from Providence as well. I kinda hit home. He's from South Providence. Yeah. Went to Central. Um, a legend. Yeah. For those who don't know. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island legend, for sure. Ed Cooley is a legend. He should be a guest on this. You're going to have to set it up, because I've tried, but I don't know who like was is like tied into it. I've kind of asked around. Oh, yeah. But, yep. Uh, be, you yeah. heard it here first. Ed Cooley's coming on this summer. We're going <laughs> to have to make it happen. Coach. We got to have him on. Doing. Yeah, but... and you how, how long? Because I know Palazzo. Palazzo? Yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. You know, he uh, literally... Coached me in elementary school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Bless the sacrament. Damn. I literally coached in baseball. Oh, really? <laughs> that guy's that guy's uh, unstoppable. He is a, a low-key province legend. Yeah, Palazzo. Palazzo's cool. Coach Palazzo's uh, no, He tried to expel me, but let's we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Palazzo like, shoved me what? one day really hard in the gym. I don't want to talk about it. He's physical, bro. He'll, he's too Let's not yeah, yeah, talk about it. I'm not going to discredit him, but you see what you're made of, bro. Yeah. Tough love. He's a tough, he's a tough cookie. Shout out to Mr. Palazzo. <laughs> Touchy subject, dude. Touchy subject, Mr. Palazzo. Um, <laughs> I had no idea about that with you. Bro. Yeah, he has a lot you know. Try to know. expel me. Try to expel me. Let, but, uh, how long did you last at Providence College, for those who don't know? Three years. Three years. Three years yeah. And what made you last the three years? Did you have an opportunity to just, like, right away, maybe, like, have an offer, or go to the draft and everything? Or did it, like, what was your experience? Because you hear it all the time with these players. Like, a lot of people... Well, obviously, don't even go to college. Like you, there's evidence of that. People just high school stars, but you went to college and lasted three years, and now you're in the NBA. Yeah. What made you decide that? I don't even think my going in, I was like planning on doing just three years and leaving. Like, I honestly didn't know that I was good enough, right, to be able to leave early to go to the NBA. Like, I'm just thinking, I'm going to college. Just being able to get a scholarship to go to college, like yeah, for free, free. College, like free I'm school. like, man, yeah, can't is, be mad at that. Yeah, you know. So I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna go through four years, get my degree. Like, I'm just gonna put in the work and try to be the best that I can be. Whatever comes from that, I'm cool with it, right? So, yeah, my freshman year, I go through and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I end up starting, mm-hmm. but it was really tough that year. Like that was an extremely tough year for me. You know, I would imagine. Physically, mentally, like, there was, I feel like maybe that's not what it was, but for me, it just felt like there was so much weight on, on you. Yeah. Exactly. And we weren't very good that year. I was the point guard. So, literally coming in, coach was like, you're the point guard. So, a lot of things are going to be your fault. Yeah. You're the captain. If you don't feel like it is, like, mm-hmm. not necessarily the captain, but in a way, mm-hmm. yeah, because the point guard directs everybody. Like, yeah. You know, um, but, yeah, it was tough freshman year. Like, college basketball is no joke. No matter what level it is, 
Yeah. You no, know, it's no joke. So Division One, you know, you can just imagine that. And then for a freshman who is coming out, I don't know much about college basketball, like the physicality of it. You know, they say like he has more physical, but you don't really know until you're in it. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it was hard for me, but you know, so how is the workload though? Like you would have to get up like er- like real early to like describe like your like every day is kind of yeah. So it's a lot. You know, it's um, practice every day. Yeah. Preseason. Seven days a week? No, no. So, practice Saturdays. No, maybe Saturday. That's off. However, coach is feeling that morning. Yeah. Um, Sunday's off for sure. So, the summertime, you train. It's a lot of conditioning stuff, not really putting plays in and stuff, just conditioning, doing drills, whatnot. Probably like an hour or so. Once we get to like preseason, close to the season, Practices get to like two hours, two and a half hours, and then you got lifts. Uh, those are just about every day or every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, what are lifts? You know, just weight room. Oh, okay, room. okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah no. Nah, everybody has I, amateur hour in the corner. I hit the gym. I hit the gym. Sorry, guys. We got a rookie. <laughs> got a rookie in the corner. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> nah, I made a guess. So I made two a guess. hours, <laughs> and then you hit the gym after the, the practice. It could be before. It could be after. Yeah. Okay. Um. And, yeah, and then, you know, when the season comes around, it's two games a week. Uh, and every other day is just practice. It would not. But, you know, obviously they encourage you to get in the gym on your own as well. Mm-hmm. So before practice, after practice, early in the morning and late at night, like, it's really up to you. So for me, my freshman year, like, I was in the gym a lot uh, on my own time too, working on my game, um, you know, putting in work. With coaches too, even like right before practice, right after practice, my summer going into my sophomore year was a big summer for me. Like I wasn't really necessarily happy with how I performed like my freshman year, and we hadn't made the tournament, so that was like something that mm-hmm. you know I took pride in, like trying to lead a team to the tournament. Um, and one of my weaknesses was like shooting, and I shot like maybe twenty nine percent from the three or so. I didn't take many. But it just wasn't my strength. So that summer, like, I just said, I'm going to come back a better shooter. Like mm-hmm. Everything else, you know, I'm solid at it. I can continue to work on it. But, like, my emphasis is going to be shooting. So what I did, like, you know, people went home and stuff after school for a little bit. I'm from Providence, so I wasn't really going anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. school's down the street from me, probably two minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. So I was there every single day with a coach one-on-one working out like shooting and stuff doing drills i'll do a morning session then i'll come back at night and do another session like two days a week in the summertime you know like nobody really wants to be in the gym i don't know you know you're in college too like there's people on campus they're probably partying doing all that stuff but like Mm -hmm. me i wanted to get better like that bad that you know i decided to make a sacrifice Sacrifice, and really just lock myself in so you know long story short i did that for the whole summer coming in like that kind of Help the coaches build confidence in me. They seen the work I put in. Yeah. You know, my teammates they seen the work I put in as well. Um, and I came back and I literally shot went from twenty nine percent from these to like forty two percent, almost Oof, double, almost double. Yeah, like and that's shooting over thirty five percent in college is good. You know. Oh yeah. So like I came back like a really good shooter, and I think that kind of put me on you know the map a little bit in terms of like the NBA radar, like because I made that little jump. Yeah, you became one of the most improved college players, and people exactly. were like, "Hold up!" Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so what did you do exactly that like 
change your game? Like, is it like was it mechanics? Like, oh, you want to be a basketball player? Too late for the league, buddy. No, because you know people have like certain things. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, not even just for him, but you know, for the viewers, you know, who's watching, right? So, fuck with him around. <laughs> My brother, I played ba- I played baseball. I don't know about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same as <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, no, but um, yeah, like, did you learn techniques yourself? Did you have like a trainer? Like, was said, yeah, it like, like yeah, a flick so of the wrist? Like, what what did you work on specifically? I mean, that summer specifically, I worked on. So there's a there's a thin line between like the number of shots you put up, which is going to help you get better, mm-hmm. you know gradually and then also like tweaking stuff so, like your mechanics and stuff like that with me i did a little bit of both right so i tweaked my mechanics a little bit um you know my feet where they're facing how low i'm getting on my catch like where my hands are i know like holding my follow through like all those little things i have to think about literally at the same time for the shot to give it the best percentage to go in so and i'm doing that over and over and over and over like probably putting up like Five to seven hundred shots every workout. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just just put them up, not makes, but like putting five to seven hundred shots up a workout. Get the feel pretty exactly, and it's muscle memory. So now mm-hmm. I go in tomorrow and I'm doing this, and I don't have to keep reminding myself, okay, like I gotta get my feet here, I gotta get my hands here, I gotta follow through because now it's muscle memory. It just comes in natural like a nature. robot. Exactly, like just fucking exactly. starts kicking in, and it's like you know what I mean. Like yeah. if I throw you a ball, you're gonna catch it. Because you know the perfect timing to go and catch the ball, mm-hmm. and why? Because you know over your you caught baseballs, you know you caught basketballs, dodgeballs, whatever it is, so many times that now it's just like you just know how to catch for some reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Become second. But it's like the same thing with yeah. basketball. 100%. But it's so many like little details, not even just basketball, but like just sports in general. Yeah. Whereas like you got to work on so many little details, especially now like in the NBA this off season, like the stuff that I've done too. We're so like critiqued and so detailed that it can be mentally exhausting more than physically exhausting just because oh, of yeah. how much like you're you know trying to focus. But you know, in the end, when you see the progress, it kind of brings beauty to it because everybody enjoys getting better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it makes it all worth, worth it. it. Exactly. Yeah. Oh shit! Exactly. Look at them. <laughs> Fucking. That's that Providence. <laughs> Providence minds. Um, but speaking of Providence minds, we spoke about this before. Let's speak about it briefly. Before we get into your transition into the NBA, we spoke about it with the NFL player out of Providence. Shout out to Quidi Pay. The idea of the actual effect that one's parents have on them when it comes to being a child, growing up, and following their dreams to become an athlete. What was your parents' actual involvement in your childhood when it came to this? Were they the supportive type of parents? Were they the parents that might not have been around? Whatever you feel free to share, what was your experience as you know, a up and coming basketball player now in the NBA and your parents in your life. I'll share everything. I mean, God just blessed me with amazing parents, bro. Like, and I know that I'm blessed. I don't take them for granted. Like, I tell my mom every single day I love her. Like when I yeah. get off the phone, her, you know, like I thank my dad all the time. I like I really was blessed with you know great parents because they were there every single step of the way. Like. Like, I told you how busy I was with football, mm-hmm. soccer, and basketball at the same time. I have two little brothers who did the exact same thing. Wow. How, how younger? One actually just turned 21 two days ago. Wow. Damn, that's pretty close to you. Yeah. Wow, so it was back-to-back. And then the youngest one, he's 15. He's actually at classical. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Shout out to him. What's his name? Jordan. Shout out to Jordan, a classical alumni as well. For sure. That's crazy. And then so, yeah, so they were, were they the types of go to like the games and practice and everything like all the time? Your yeah. So, you know, if my dad was taking me somewhere, my mom was taking my brother to mm-hmm. his practice, you know, like unless we were going to the same sport at the same time. He also played soccer as well for mm-hmm. Bayside. So we had practice roughly at the same time at the same location. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were just always around. My dad would drive me everywhere. Really? So I got pra- I got games or tournaments, um, practices in Boston and Connecticut, New Hampshire, Maine, like going down to Virginia. Yeah. You know, he's going everywhere. Yeah. Putting Damn. miles on his car, bro. Like, yeah. Same thing with my mom. Yeah. My dad's taking one person here. My mom's taking the other person there. If they can, oh. they'll both go. But yeah. it was rare because we were just always so busy. Did they ever, like, plant that into you? Like, that, like, did they have, like, a passion specifically? I guess, you know, generically, you always see the stereotypical, like, the father. Like, I love basketball. I wanted my son to be a player. Yeah. Was it that with you? Or was it just, they're just supporting you, whatever makes you happy? Or was it, like... No, we also want to make you happy, but I love basketball, so let's help you be a basketball player. Yeah. For as far as I can remember, I was always into sports. Yeah. Like, in how they are with my little brother, too, like, I know that they never pressured me into anything. They started me out. They, you know, took me to the soccer field and put me in the little kids' league, whatever, because, you know, something to do to get active, you know. It helps you socialize as well. And I think for me, I just ran away with it. Like, I loved it. I wanted to go all the time. And I think that's when they started to see, like, my love for sports. I don't play video games. I really never have. Really? You know? To this day? Yeah. I mean, I have, but I was never, like, a gamer. Yeah. If you was to ask, oh, where's David? It's more than likely that I'm at the park or outside the backyard. Like, I was never really on the game system. Yeah. At least not by myself. If I'm playing, I'm, like, playing against my brother or something yeah. like that. But, mm-hmm. no, nah, I was always doing something. Who was that one player that you as a young child, you know, playing this basketball, you know, sport just for fun, like you said, not gaming, not doing, like, what a lot of kids typically do, that you would look up to this one player? Did you have one that was like, oh, that's my that's my, my goal right there? Uh, For a long time, my favorite player was – Derrick Rose. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I used to wear number one. Because of Derrick Rose? Was my number, yeah. Just because he was so fast, so athletic, like, at the point guard position, which really, really wasn't, you know, that common or as common as it is today. Um, but, yeah, he was, like, my favorite player for a while. But at the same time, I just used to admire, like, great players mm-hmm. across the league, no matter who team, what team they played for, you know, who they were, if you were good. And I – see myself like I can imitate yeah. a little bit from your game. Like I just admired watching you. Yeah. That's dope. I think Derrick Rose arguably could be like the most underrated, if not one of the most underrated basketball players, specifically the guards when it comes to guards. Mm-hmm. Is he like, still playing? Yeah. He's yeah, in, um, he's still playing. He's he's not, you know, in like a significant role. He was with the Knicks though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, he's definitely not in his prime but D Rose is D Rose. Yeah. Mm. D Rose, he's still nice. Bro, he's still good. People still study his mechanics and shit. Yeah. What were you about to say? I don't know basketball like that. Then like stop talking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wait, I, I was gonna say a couple years ago he had like a game where where he cried. He, he just went off. It was yeah, like a cried. comeback, comeback yeah. energy. Yeah. So yeah. 
you know, he got hurt, mm-hmm. right? So who D Rose was before the injury, this big injury where he tore his ACL. I mean, he was Superstar. explosive as hell. I think yeah. he won MVP maybe in his like second year. Wow, as a sophomore. Or, yeah, second something or third like that. Year. Early years, or it was like All Star that early on too, and that's yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah, uh, matter of fact, Calipari, um, I think it was Calipari coached him uh, in college mm. and said that he's like the fastest player he's ever seen. Coach. Yeah, and I mean, like, he's just so explosive. He was so bouncy. Like, it was just and so was rare. Yeah, exactly. And after his injury, bro, he just wasn't as explosive, you know, couldn't jump as high, couldn't run as fast. Yeah. Um, Kind of forced him to change his whole game. Yeah. If you see him play now, it's completely different. Way more safer. Exactly. Because he has you know, to. And yeah. kind of limited because also I feel like at the time where he tore his ACL – I feel like sports science wasn't really at where it is right no, now. No, definitely you know, not. Guys, now they tear the ACL, they're back in like mm-hmm. six months. Like it's crazy, wow. Bro, they and they're back oof. like better than before, more explosive than before. But that's just because of all the science that has developed over the years and stuff like that. So new medicine, stem is that cell, a injury in stem basketball? cell research, ACL. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's common, but it happens, happens. a good amount. Of, yeah, it's not as common as like a you know a sprained ankle or something like that. But so what was your experience like? I'm assuming you met Derrick Rose. Yeah. I mean, what we was that? What, what was that? Did you have like any moment where like you maybe like shared like, yo, I fucked with you growing up. Did he was it was it anything like that when you met him or? Uh, I mean, we never met like like official introducing yeah. each other. Yeah. You know, like we're on the same court, but it was never like a formal introduction. Uh, But I don't know. I, I just at this point. In my life and career, like, I feel like I've met a lot of NBA players along the way before getting to the NBA, too, that I've gotten past the point where I'm just always, like... Shell-shocked, like, there's no yeah, more, yeah, no you know? starstruck moment, really. And I don't know why. I mean, I still respect every single player, you know, to the fullest, and, you know, that's just always how I'm going to be. But I also, at the same time, am... I don't think I just ever was really, like, shell-shocked at not just basketball players, but, like, anybody, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah, I always, like, tried to envision myself and always, like, would, like, daydream and envision myself, like, being a professional basketball player. And that's just, I feel like that was just something that every kid does, you know? It's normal. Oh, yeah. You know? But at the same time, for me, while I'm daydreaming, I'm actually putting myself in those shoes. I'm like, I know I'm going to be there one day. So, like, I'm not finna get shell-shocked over this person because in – that was Five years, be, like, yeah. I'm going to just be able to say what's good and not introduce myself to them. They're already going to know. I'm already going to know who they are, too, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I always, like, envisioned that as a kid. I would never go out and say it, like, you know, yeah. to people because I, I was never, like, you know, cocky or trying to brag or anything. But I always, like, in my heart felt like, you know, one day that's going to be me, you know? And, like, now is when I start, like, preparing myself, mentally preparing myself. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah, but why not just like believe it with all your heart? Yeah, just go whatever happens. No, it was destined. It felt destined. Exactly. You know, and at the same time, we're all just humans on this earth. You know, just living our lives. So no one's technically better than nobody. So exactly, you realizing that is very much a wise mentality to have, especially at such a young age. Because a lot of people don't have that. They're very, you know, on the starstruck side, and that's understandable. But you're definitely ahead, I would say, and I think that's a good mentality 
mentality to have, especially in your position. Now, when it came to this destin, destiny type of energy and fate, I would definitely say that your situation, specifically the whole drafting process, how it occurred to you, definitely falls in line to that sort of divine situation. Break it down for those who don't understand. You have logs up. I think a new episode is coming soon yeah. about you being undrafted, you know, yeah. but still being now amongst the best and an up an up and coming impressive guards in the league, the new the new guards, but being one of those that wasn't drafted in the actual, you know, formal draft, but still eventually made it obviously to the NBA. Explain to the people who don't understand that whole experience. Well we're talking about like destiny and fate like it got we gotta go back to my parents. Like they, you know, are immigrants. They came from the country Liberia. Okay, you know, so like, Liberian. Okay. They were born there. They left during the war. You know, like they went through a whole lot just mm-hmm. to be in America. You know, like they left when they were fifteen and sixteen. Um had to literally travel, not by car or anything, like by foot and whatever they can, like to get to the next country over. S- lived there for two years and then, you know, eventually came over to uh, the United States. And the things that they went through and that they've explained to me, like what has happened, the older I've got, you know, the more that I could handle what they, you know, tell me, like I hear it just, I know I'm not here, like just for any reason. Yeah, it's not random. And, yeah, it's not random because by any split second that, you know, one wrong step, they could have instantly not been alive anymore, right? Because of just their surroundings and stuff like that. So I think for me, you know, realizing that, it kind of puts more gratitude in my heart, but also, like, purpose in, you know, my being and just a chasing my dream, but also, you know, recognizing, like, you ain't – here like just for any reason so you know don't take advantage don't like you know take it for granted you mm-hmm. know the position that you're in so the fact that i'm here like even able to go to college for free you know what i'm saying the the fact that my parents are able to have good jobs like that's something that's like you know i don't know why but by the grace of god that's what you know the mm-hmm. situation is but you know the whole undrafted thing too like that's just a part of it you know, I went undrafted, and I just always felt like, you know, my, my path to getting to where I'm at was always built on beating the odds, always built on, you know, proving people wrong. And, like, some people in life, that's just their role. Like, you know, some people, they grow up with all the, you know, they're number one in the country. They go to the best basketball college, Kentucky University. They get they go one and done, do one-year college and go. But, like, mm-hmm. that's not my role, you know. That's just not my role in life, but... I'm okay with that because I know that every hard time, everything that I've went through where it looked like I wasn't going to make it, I made it, you know, and that, you know, credit to God because, you know, I feel like that's what keeps me going, something that's bigger than me. Um, And even in that process, like not getting drafted, I feel like that, you know, I wasn't necessarily happy on the draft night, you know, but I'm around family and friends. So obviously like I'm still going to enjoy myself, have a good time with my people. So you were kind of, so you so you were still, for those who don't understand, draft night you were still expecting something or did it? How yeah. was that? Yeah. So you had yeah. like a because I'm not sure how it is. I'm pretty sure for like the top like twenty or something, 
there's a good amount of players that probably obviously have a heads up, even like specifically to the point of what team they're going to. Did you have like any specific team that was even interested in you? And you were like, oh, if I do get drafted tonight, I'm pretty sure it's going to be this team, second round, whatever. So like the top, I would say the top three, like, well, no, let's just say like top like 10 on mock drafts, like they know they're getting drafted, Mm -hmm. you know, might not be at that spot where it is on a mock draft, but they're getting drafted for sure. After that, you don't know if you're getting drafted, really. Yeah. You know, like, you can look at mock drafts, too, but they also don't really say too much because you see guys pop up and you're like, who is that that just got drafted? Mm-hmm. You know, but there's so much that goes into it, and you just never really know. So, basically, all – but even those, like, top ten guys, like, you don't know where you're going until draft night. Yeah. You know, like, you see on the uh, TV when they're playing the draft, you know, guys get a phone call – um, Literally two minutes before their name is called from the coach, and then they know, okay, I'm going mm-hmm. to this team. But before that, like, you don't know anything. Everybody goes in the draft night, you wow. know, so nervous, tight, anxious. Like, you just never know what's going to happen. For me, like, I didn't really know, but I had a, like, I thought I was going to get drafted. Like, I genuinely thought I was going to get drafted because. I had a great, you know, junior year statistically, you know. Um, I think just college career, I think, was a good college career. Um, you know, talking with my agent and stuff like that, like, they kind of assured me that I was in a good position. Um, when draft night came, things just didn't necessarily go the way that I intended, but maybe because it wasn't meant to. Yeah, you know, no, definitely, like, definitely, you know, the – the cards fell in your favor how they fell in your favor. Not that nice specifically or stereotypically, but then in a stereotypical sense, were you literally waiting down to like the next, like yeah. every next like like pick and every number and every like into the last one and everything? Yeah, I mean, I feel like crazy enough, I had a really good workout with Brooklyn. Mm. Really good uh, pre-draft workout with Brooklyn. So, you know, in your head, when you go through workouts, you're like, oh, I had a good workout with these teams. Like, might have a good chance, but like I said, you just don't know until draft night. Until it happens, yeah. So every pick that Brooklyn has, I'm like, oh, man, you know, just waiting. They call somebody else, all right, it's fine. You know, they got another pick. Uh, I had a great workout with Clippers, too. I had a great workout with, uh, what was it, Toronto. Like, I had a great work with a couple of teams, so when their pick is coming up, I'm like, you know, just ready, yeah, anticipating. But then – you know, you just don't know. But then I was like, at the end of the day, you know, there's so many guys that I've seen that went from undrafted to you know, make a good career. And I said, whatever happens, like, I'm going to make sure that I make the most out of whatever situation I'm in. And That's a good mentality to have because yeah. a lot of people can have this ego of thinking they're, oh, they're so good and, and they don't get their, you know, they don't get their way that they can get to them and yeah. it can mess up their game. So. For sure. I give you credit, bro, to have a strong strong mental to keep going. Yeah, I mean, bro, in this game, like, I think the mental aspect of it is even bigger than the physical. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many guys that should be in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That are better than guys in the NBA. Yeah. You know? But for whatever reason, you know, maybe off the court issues, like, they're just not in it. Yeah. You know, and for guys that are in it, you know, I don't want to be the one guy that's in the NBA thinking, oh, I'm here because I'm better than 
the guys that aren't in it, you know, or think I'm not better than anybody, right? Like, as a person, maybe skill-wise, like, I've put in a lot of work and I've, you know, elevated mm-hmm. my game. But even at that, I think part of being humble is yeah. still putting in work. You know, you can say you're humble, you can not brag and stuff, but if you don't, like, work hard at your craft, that's kind of, like, yeah, 100%. cocky in a way because, like, maybe you feel like you don't have to put the work in. Yep. I know, like, what it took to get here. So part of that is because I know I'm not good enough. Yeah. Right now, I can tell you I'm not good enough. Yeah. But that's just because that's what keeps me going, like, mm-hmm. to continue to elevate yeah. and stuff like that. You guys work hard every single day. Like, you guys put out all these podcasts. I know that's taxing, yeah. you know, on you guys. But because you guys know you guys want to keep getting better, if you guys felt like this was it, I mean, you guys yeah. would just, just stop. do whatever. Yeah, it's hungry to improve. Just feel like, oh, I'm going to just put out a video once every three weeks and get 100,000 views. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. But you guys know what goes into it, and that's why you guys still do it. It's the same thing for me. Yeah. No, it's a creator mentality, and you really have it, you know. And, you know, much respect to you. And, like, what, to what level, if you mind sharing, like, was your actual mental health pushed to when it came to, like, that idea of, like, all right, I guess my story is going to be different. It's, I'm not drafted, like, were you to a level? Because I'm going to be honest. If it was me, I would have been a bitch. <laughs> I would have cried like a baby. I would have been running down the street like like Ray J in the rain. One wish. I would have made a music video outside. I would have been going crazy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, all the work I put in. It's like, damn. It's like, what? Is this shit like this? I would have been making calls. Like, uh, can they double check? Can they triple check again? <laughs> Is it recount? Can they recount this shit? It's like a recount? How does this That's shit work? Pretty. Like, wh- what funny. level were you, you know, genuinely going to, like, mentally? Because yeah. that shit is not easy. Well, bro, I feel like... That mama like, mentality. It's... I feel like I've been pushed mentally, like, a few times in life, you know? Before that. Before the draft, you know? But, like, that was a big yeah, was, thing yeah. for me, for sure. And to this day, you know, there's still things that, you know, you get challenged about, but... Can't let it phase you. Yeah, you when you go through a hard time, that's the thing. Like every like a hard time is inevitable. Everybody in life is gonna have a hard time, right? But every time like you get through it, you learn something. Hopefully. Yeah. You know, like you learn something from it. And I think that prepares you for the next hard time and the next one, the next one. You just keep adding on skills like in like kind of like weapons mm-hmm. to you know, your mental and how to, like, deal with life because life in general is just hard oh, as yeah. is. So up until that point, like, I feel like I've been through stuff and I was able to deal with adversity, like, really good. With that, you know, I, I kind of had to take myself out of it a little bit. Like, you know, I went undrafted. I still ended up getting a call to, you know, be assigned to a team. At that time, I didn't even have my contract yet, but I was just being assigned to the team, like, for summer league and training camp. So I was like, you know, to be in this position anyways, like, this is something that not a lot of dudes get to experience. You know, like, if I was to stop playing basketball today, like, I've had a pretty decent, like, basketball career. You know, Mm -hmm. I got a shot at the NBA, and it's bigger than me. Like, it's – I can't – cry about it because I know life doesn't just stop just because basketball stops. Yeah. You know, like, basketball players play until, what, 40? And if that... If that. Yeah. If in the NBA, like, the average career is three or four years or so. Mm-hmm. So, like, if that, you know, then after that, 
you got a whole nother God willing fifty years, you know, to live. So life is more is bigger than that. So that's why I, I never like let a hard time in it try to get to me too much. Yeah. You know, and I know that's how a lot of guys end up failing because Oh yeah. You know, the mental part of it. So for me I that, I was pushed for sure. So no tears that night. No. No, I'm a bitch. It was then. just a lot of. I'm a uh, bitch. You're not mad for it, bro. <laughs> <I'm> a, <laughs> it was just a lot of, uh, you know, reflecting on what could I've done better. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, ah, oh, it's because I didn't do this, or, damn, I knew I should have went to the gym, back to the gym that night when I f- didn't feel like going. Like, it was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah like, you know, like where to, you were trying to place the blame on something, figure wrong? out yeah. the answer to this. Exactly. But then, the answer's here, like. This was your journey, you know. And for those who don't understand, so that happened undrafted. How soon after did the whole transition now to signing any sort of contract, coming off of undrafted now, being a part of the Brooklyn Nets roster, not the main roster, but then just in general, signing on to that organization? Um, So that was not until, like, October when Mm. that had happened. Um, So, like, months after? Yeah, months after. Yeah. So I played summer league my first year, and I mean I'm playing because in my head I'm trying to get a contract, you know, from the team, and I'm just playing like every little thing that I'm doing that's a mistake. Like I'm killing myself for it, you know. If I don't have a good game in my opinion, I'm going back like to my hotel room. I'm like, damn, like what's going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, like oh, they're not gonna sign me. Forget yeah. about it. They're on yeah. to the next guy already. Like I already know how. You know, quick, you can be out the league. So I'm thinking, like, just off one game, man, like, I'm I'm done for. But, you know, whatever, I sleep it off. Next morning, wake up. I'm like, all right, just got to be better. So, you know, I have a couple good games, and I'm playing as hard as I can because I'm trying to get a contract. And I go through some league, still no contract. But I'm still with the organization, Mm -hmm. you know. Then I know I'm going to training camp as well, so I work out. You know, wherever I work out, I was. I think I went to L.A. after the uh, Vegas Summer League last year and was working out. Then I come back to Brooklyn, and we're going into training camp, and same thing. Like, I'm just pressing myself, like, man, I'm, I got to, you know, show out. In training camp, like, you know, it's a lot of drill stuff and team stuff, but at the end of the day, I'm a rookie, so I wasn't really involved too much in the training camp, like when they did five-on-five five stuff because, well, all the rookies, none of them, None of us really mm-hmm. did much because, you know, it's a lot of the veteran, like, team stuff, 5-on-5. Five five. We got in little bits here and there, but I think they're also trying to see, like, how we respond and what we're going to bring outside of that. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'm just pressing myself. I'm like, man, all these other guys got contracts. I'm in here, like, sweating, yeah. trying to watch my every move, making sure that I'm good enough. And, you know, sure enough, I think – a little bit after that, you know, I got the call that I would be getting a contract in. Um, and how was that feeling? Man, it was amazing. I actually cried for that. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Some yeah. fucking tears. Real men cry. There I we go. I cried for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I was just, you know, just appreciated because there's only 450 contracts given out every year, right? Like, some of some guys, you know, they're on a multiple-year contract, but 450 guys are on an NBA contract each year out wow. of – Billions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Just billions of people. Um, And I knew how, like, significant that was, no matter what type of contract it was. You know, I knew how significant that was. And I know, like, 
how rare it was to even touch the NBA. It's like rarefied air. Like mm-hmm. that's something that just doesn't happen a lot. So you know, I just cry just because it just all hit me at the same time. Yeah, it felt you like know? everything you, all the work you put into now, has finally gonna start feeling like it's worth it to some aspect. Yeah, like I, I was trying to continue to push myself. Like, okay, like I'm gonna make it happen. Like this is my journey but then like the more and more like that it just kind of doesn't work out you start to question okay is this really what i'm supposed to be doing yeah like is this really the path that is Mm -hmm. for me am i wasting my time trying to chase something that's never going to work out while Mm -hmm. i could be doing something else like yeah but you know the beauty of life is like like i said hard times inevitable but it's sometimes about how hard you're willing to go for something which then makes the when you do obtain it after going through so much like worth yeah. it and feel that much better because I guarantee I felt better in that moment than I probably would have like if I just off the bat like got you know picked up yeah I feel like because I went through that hard time and like really pushed myself oh yeah it felt that like that much better to finally like get it yeah after all that I know you I mean. went through the trenches man yeah you went through the trenches you know a lot of sure. people don't make it out of that situation like you said like the percentages speak for themselves. The stats speak for themselves. Like you were kept getting put in a rarer and more rare and more rare position. And then finally it paid off with the contract. Now talk to the people when it comes to the actual contract and the actual organization. For those who don't know, obviously the Brooklyn Nets, somewhat of a newer organization because obviously the New Jersey Nets, but then the rebranding coming into Brooklyn and everything that's come with that Jay-Z's ownership role and, like, the popularity of Brooklyn as an actual organization and everything in sports, finally. And then you are, the timing that you land in to this team is in the midst of, bro, we're talking about arcs of basketball, especially the blockbuster situation, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I definitely know my basketball, but I'm not an expert. You know, I'm not um, Matt Barnes and Steve. This is not that. All right. I'm trying my best. Yeah. But you definitely landed right from my recollection right during the, you know, the the three, the three amigos or whatever, for lack of better terms. Sure. James Harden. Yeah. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Yeah. And then in comes David Duke, you know. So there's already questions of like, will this team work? Will it not work? Basketball, like. Fucking nerds like myself going crazy. Like, I can't wait to see this team, like, try it at least. I want to see these yeah. guys play. Like, like in 2K alone, like, that's the type of some shit you do, like, on my, on, on uh, what's it called, Blacktop or Black Core? Or... Yeah, putting all the best players Yeah, putting together. all your best players. Like, that's the type yeah. of three that you would pick to put together. And we <laughs> have them here. In real life. Yeah. In real life. And then you are a part of that. So with that is going to come more attention and more spotlight than the average person that got a contract, let alone a contract coming out of a summer league and coming out the situation that you did, you already are getting damn near 10 times, if not 50 times more exposure because you're dealing with full-on celebrity status, right? Mm -hmm. And we didn't even speak about the coach, Steve Nash. Former MVP. Former former MVP, one of the best point guards to ever play in life. You know, like the, the man, you look at his face, and I just look at him, I'm like, that's basketball. <laughs> like, that's the type of person he is, right? Doing the coaching now, starting his coaching career, you know, and then you step in. How did that feel? Like, what was what was running through your mind? Like, obviously, you had the mindset of, 
You know, we're all humans on this earth. You're not really starstruck. But, bro, that's Kyrie, Harden, KD, yeah. and Nash. Right. So how, like, what was, what was, what were you feeling? Um, like I said, you know, like, I had a really good workout with Brooklyn, so I had a feeling that I would end up there. You know. So did you meet them in that workout? Who did you meet in the workout? No, when you go to the workout, I mean, they could be there, mm-hmm. you know, if they're just around, but usually it's just the other kids that's working out as well and a couple of the staff. I didn't meet any of the players, but I did meet with Steve Nash at my workout. Mm. Um yeah, I met with him and one of the other uh, front office guys. Uh, what you know, were your just, conversations like with him? Did you have any combos or just like yeah, like you know, uh, you know, they asked me about my background and stuff like that. Um, I feel like we talked about soccer a little bit. Mm. Oh, wow. He's into soccer uh, heavy, Steve Nash. Yeah, he's a great soccer. player. He's a great soccer player, bro. Um, he's Messi's cousin, low key on the low. <laughs> bro, he's skilled. He's still yeah. skilled. He be juggling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, we just talked about like my background, things like that. Uh, you know how my workout went because this was after my workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, told me that I did have a good workout, you know, what he wanted me to work on and stuff like that. But it was you know a brief conversation. Uh, coming into the team though, I think I was so caught up in like trying to get the contract, I wasn't really like there. Where I'm like, man, I'm trying to just boom, 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 like. Yeah. And not just Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Blake Griffin, Marcus Aldridge, like <laughs> James Johnson. I'm playing with a bunch of dudes like veterans. Yeah, exactly. Joe Harris. Like it's it's crazy. I'm playing with some of the best players ever in the game of basketball. But like I said, like I'm a acknowledging this but at the same time these guys like my competition right now because i have to perform well you know like i gotta you still gotta quote unquote prove yourself yeah exactly or like you know make them feel like obviously by natural they're they're gonna know like not and anyone that makes it to the league is not a bum necessarily like you can we joke online he's a bum he's a bum but these are professional athletes they're all fucking skilled let's be honest right Right. it's for a reason that they're in the fucking league right So they're looking at you, and I'm pretty sure they know that because they once might have been perceived. Obviously, they were all rookies. They all went through it. So they were looking at you probably like, you know, rookie coming into the game. But then there has to be some slight like, all right, how's he going to work with us? Yeah, He might need to impress us a bit. How was that interaction? Like, let's let's start off in, in, in order because this is, this is monumental. Ahead. There's yeah, some yeah. cool shit. Like, if I was you, bro, I know you're very <laughs> humble. I would have been going crazy. I would have been like, you know, but damn, I get it. I get it. I, I rather, I would have rather had been his mindset. You know, I wish, <laughs> but I'm not like that. I'll be jumping up and down. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, um, but, <laughs> yo. Okay, let me see. Kyrie, let's start with Kyrie, right? Okay. I would say, especially when it comes to the guard position and stuff, point guard. How was that interaction with him? First time meeting? Or if you want to start this way, who was like the first amongst them that you met? Or did you meet them all at once? What was that interaction? First person I met, uh, like actually met, I think is KD. KD. Um, How was that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was cool. We just, I think it was on the court, probably I think in pickup or something. Really? At like um, a practice game, practice pickup? Yeah, like a preseason. Preseason. Pickup, yeah. 
uh, you know, on the same team and stuff, just dapping each other up. You know, might have had exchanged a couple words, whatnot. What's crazy is he followed me before I even got to Brooklyn. What the fuck? Yeah. And but obviously you followed him back and everything like you knew who. You I, knew that? Yeah, I had already been following. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after Damn. I had signed, got assigned with the team, like he followed me out of nowhere. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. So he probably was up on you already. That was pretty hype. Probably yeah. researching you. So or I like you know he kind of know who I yeah, yeah, yeah. am a little bit. You know if he's following me, I don't think Katie just yeah. follows. Yeah, everybody, you know, but no DM though. It was just straight in person <laughs> reaction, uh, interaction. First. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's not like in two K when you play my player, when you're playing my player, and like you're you're coming up in your ranks, and like you get to a team. There's like a they always do like the fake like a DM like oh welcome to the team man. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, nah, none of that. Yeah, nothing like it's yeah, not that. Yeah. It's real life, not the video game. <laughs> but uh, damn, that's dope. So the, yeah. it it was on the court, just like a formal regular. What's yeah. up? Blah, blah, blah. Just like you meet anybody really like on a team, you don't really formally meet guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do sometimes. Don't get me wrong, but a lot of it is just you know you're on the court playing, and then y'all just end up exchanging words somehow. Yeah. And after that, y'all just cool. Yeah. You know that's really just what it is. Um, with Kyrie, uh, you know the whole vaccine situation kind of he wasn't around the team for a little bit mm-hmm. beginning, but then he did end up. Uh, I mean, he came to training camp. Uh, his locker is actually right next to mine. Shit, that was crazy too. Uh, so when he came Lock. in the locker room for the first time, you know, I was at my locker. You know, introduce each other, uh, and I don't know from there. I think we played pickup that day too, and the same thing. You know, yeah. and then I was uh, we just started having conversations because he has a friend that played at Seton Hall, which is a school in. Provinces conference, so he would always be talking about like Seton Hall and stuff, and we'd be talking junk back and forth to each other, whatnot. That was kind of our relationship. That's dope, yeah, because Kyrie was a huge uh, college player as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that was with him. With James, um, it was just same thing, you know. I didn't formally beat him, but it was like James is he's social, you know. So like he talks to everybody. Oh no, we know. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we've seen him. We've seen James you know, online doing his yeah. thing. <laughs> but he's a, he was a cool dude, and I actually met him a couple times in high school. I took, really? I had like two pictures with him. I ended up showing it to him. He was laughing. We both <laughs> looked young as hell. That's crazy. Yeah. How was that? Was it like you um on like in the the tournaments and stuff like? Yeah. Or so high school. Did he come to prof? Nah. Oh my like, yo, James. Nah, I, like, I would have known about that. About that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh. My junior year, I was with Adidas, playing on the Adidas team mm. for AAU, and I got invited to Adidas Nations, which is basically the top Adidas players across, like, the country or the world, like, all come to a location for mm. a camp. And they invite, you know, Adidas players. So James is an Adidas athlete. That's so they up. had him come through and, you know, a couple guys took pictures, met him and stuff. They had, like, you know, Damian Lillard come through a couple of times. Brandon Ingram came through. Mm. So I had met, like, a couple guys in high school. And wow, whatnot. that's dope. Yeah, but that was cool. I mean, coming into that situation with those guys, like, it was good. But also the part that shocked me the most was how, like, humble they were. Like, they weren't, like, acting, like, too good for anybody. You know, even though we were rookies coming in, they didn't mm. know who I was. Like, there wasn't, like, no rookie, like, hazing feeling? No. Nah. 
Really? That team was a veteran team. You know, they don't yeah. got time really for that. It's just, you yeah. know, about basketball, about winning and keep the main thing the main thing. Like, they're not really worried about, you know, making the rookies do a bunch of duties. Like, I didn't have rookie duties, to be honest, like that. Yeah. Like, I really didn't. The, we had one thing that we actually did, which was, I think we were in Portland. Um, we had to get donuts for the team. Mm. But that was one time. And how how many of you was uh, the rookie? All the rookies? How many? Four. Four of you guys? Yeah, yeah. You just had to get donuts. That was it. Was it like Dunkin' Donuts? Nah, Portland has a a popular voodoo donuts. Voodoo, shout out to voodoo donuts. Yeah. Shit sounds scary though. I don't know if I'll eat them shits though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but apparently it's like you know it's a big Poppin'. donut place. Yeah, out there. Straight. I mean, they have like crazy flavors. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like uh, out here the PVD donuts. PVD donuts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Shout out PVD donuts. Did they eat the donuts, or was it just like a thing? Yeah. They eat the donuts and everything. On the plane, yeah. <laughs> Why do you think they just get it for decoration? I don't know. It's like, oh, just get us donuts. <laughs> they might just like let's grab, make them do something. We got a little bit of everything. We got vegan donuts. Some guys wanted vegan donuts. Mm. So yeah, it was. That sounds delicious. Fuck is a vegan donut. That sounds good though. I don't know. <laughs> I'm interested, bro. I know it might just Fuck. be like a like an egg or something, like a, a circular <laughs> egg. I don't know what it's made out of. To be honest, <laughs> yo, I didn't try it. Be made out of cardboard. Yo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So now let's dive into more of your interactions, specifically with players. When it comes to Kyrie Irving, definitely one of the most fascinating entities in the history of basketball. Whether it's controversial, whether he's the most loved, the most hated, he's that person that people know, will always know. And arguably, in my opinion, I think he's the best um, basketball player handles. I think he has the best handles in the history of the NBA I'm not sure if you agree with that, but I definitely am going to vouch. You agree. You vouch. You, and you've seen it firsthand, so you would know more, more than me. Yeah. But speaking about being firsthand, what would you say to those who don't know, who've actually obviously been around Kyrie Irving, what's like something that you took away that you might be like, damn, I wish people who might be talking whatever online knew this about him because you obviously got an opportunity to do that that people don't. Yeah. So what would you say? I mean – I wish people knew, like, he's human, too. Like, it sounds weird to say, but I feel like that all the hate he gets, all the scrutiny, like, criticism is as if he's not a human being as well. You know what I mean? Like, if your best friend says they don't want to get vaccinated, you're not going to go and call them everything in the book because they don't want to get vaccinated, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just because he don't. <coughs> My own. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> just because... You know, he don't want to get a vaccine or he wants to stand on the belief. Like, I don't believe he should be criticized at all. You know, I love Kai. I think he's one of the best human beings Like just that I know because he stands on what he believes in. He's super, like, humble. He's very, you know, welcoming. He's a nice dude. Like, I don't have any complaints about Kai. Have you had, like, did you ever have, like, um as of now, like, any cool, like, interactions with him off court? Uh, that you can I mean, share? like I said, we, you know, just joke around. That's our relationship with mm-hmm. the whole, he's from Jersey, like Seton Hall and Providence. Like, yeah, that was really just our relationship. We didn't really, you know, do too much else, but I don't really have any like cool stories like that. I mean, I played him, I guarded him a lot, you know, when he wasn't playing because yeah. he wasn't allowed to, but, you know, would come on the road when he could play, playing like pickup and stuff. Those were, like, good battles we had in practice. Wow. I think, like, he's definitely one of the hardest people I had to guard. 
um, overall. But yeah, but like I said, Kai's a he's a great human being, bro. Yeah, you know, media is gonna portray you as something, and sometimes you there's nothing you can really do about it. But just continue to live your life, and those who know know. Those who don't, yeah, don't. You know, yeah, it is what it is. What you um, what, what you think now? Weren't you a little mad because you you know? Hey. Was playing, vaccinated, and I mean, I I get people saying like, "Oh, that comes with your job, right? Like, you if you want to play, you have to get vaccinated. That's what you're doing." And obviously, he's in a big position. He's a leader on the team. Yeah, uh, whatever team's gonna go on, he's gonna be a leader. So you know, for him not to do that, like people say, "Oh, it's selfish," this and that. But like, do we? I mean, I don't want to get like into the whole vaccine thing because mm-hmm. obviously that's like a Controversial, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah no, like video might get taken down, bro. <laughs> people yeah. don't even like know too much about the vaccine, too. Like mm-hmm. you get vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, so yeah. that's what it is. But yeah, I don't know what's in the vaccines for real. Like yeah, but in general, let's say let's let me play the devil's advocate real quick, right? So no, 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 calm down. There's nothing crazy. Relax, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to like someone who's a fan online. Just watching, let's say a fan of the Brooklyn Nets specifically, let's say, right, Brooklyn Nets, and they're like, oh, damn, Kyrie Irving, they want to speak for you guys. They want to speak for the teammates. They're probably like, damn, why is Kyrie Irving not playing? If I was on the Brooklyn Nets, I'll feel like, what the fuck, bro? Like, you're supposed to, um, you know, represent the team. You represent the team. Like, we're all, we're all going hard. We're all getting vaccinated. We're all doing our thing. And you're older than us, specifically you, like, in a situation where you're a rookie. Yeah. And it's like, damn, why... Like if I'm them, I'll, I'll feel like, that is he being selfish? Like, what's going on? Mm. What was your actual feeling? Because people put in words in your mouth, in the rookie's yeah. mouth, in the team's teammates' mouths. But what was your actual feeling as a teammate seeing this where he wasn't day-to-day like you were. Yeah. He had his own personal beliefs. Like, what was that feeling? Did you feel like, what the fuck? Or was it different? What, what do you feel? Well, for one, we don't necessarily know the specific reason, right, mm-hmm. that he's not getting vaccinated, you know, like, so whatever reason it could be, like, we don't know, and we're not going to criticize him on, like, for example, he was fasting, yeah. you know, we're not going to criticize him for fasting, that's his religion, you know, like, a lot of guys do it, so why are we going to criticize him for that when that could be something, maybe religious, like, we don't know, Yeah. you know what I mean, but for me, I... Didn't it didn't affect me because I'm like you know he's his own man. Yeah, you know as a man you can't force another man to do anything. Obviously like we love Kai, we want Kai to play. <laughs> it's not a secret that we want Kai to play. Yeah, you know. But if that's what he chooses, I think you know that's his own decision. You know, and you just live with whatever happens. Facts. You know, we're all we all have jobs and we come in do our job and. That's what we can take care of. Mm-hmm. We can't really take care of anybody else. Yeah. You know, but I think that should make your your team chemistry stronger. You know, you don't want to be fighting it, you know. Yeah, no, I, like we that. never, and we never, ever fought. We never, ever, like, there was never no tension, none of that. You know, when he came in, it was always love. Like, it's just is what it is. Yeah. You know, the media just kind of portrays it and twists it in a way that just – it isn't, you know. Yeah. You know, trying to get some type of publicity, but it just at the end of the day, you know, there was no bad tension, no bad energy around it like there wasn't no 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 one in the locker room throwing towels and like frustrated. He's out of here. He's not here tonight again. We what the you. fuck? We <laughs> nah. needed him tonight. 
It was nothing nah. how like motherfuckers try to make it seem on Twitter. Nah, at least like from what I could see, no, no. I mean, if guys, whatever conversation they had in their own time it is what it is. But from my perspective, no. Nah. Yeah. There we have it. A lot of people mm-hmm. from the bird's eye view, you know. And speaking of this situation specifically with Kyrie right now, there's so many rumors. I think today is like a new rumor. There's been so many rumors ever since the trade deadline passed and everything on the current state of his situation with the Brooklyn Nets and if he is being traded, if they're requesting the trade, if he wants to leave the team. What can you share upon that situation being a Brooklyn Net yourself that as of now yourself, obviously you're still on the team and obviously he's a teammate of yours. What can you share on that actual situation that that can be shared? I have absolutely no idea about any of that. I literally don't. I'm not just saying that. I literally don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I find out everything on Twitter just like all you guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's no yeah. quote-unquote inside scoop. Like no. how people make it seem like, oh, yeah. <laughs> not at all. As far as I know, whatever the latest, like, legit headline there is, that's what yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, really. Yeah, and how does it feel like, I'm pretty sure I know your answer, but obviously people want to know because um, you've given that same energy the whole time, so I'm pretty sure you're going to give like the same type of vibe. But when it comes to like this situation, you're a teammate, do you feel, does that feel frustrating at all, where like you don't know the fate of your team, especially arguably like the captain, sort of say, because obviously he's a point guard. Mm-hmm. Does that feel frustrating at all, where it's like you don't know what's going to happen next season, or are you just going, kind of going with the rhythm of everything and just like, fuck it? Yeah, with me, I just, you know, whatever... 15 guys is on the team at the beginning of the year. All right, we rocking. Yeah. We just going to try to make some shake. But, you know, in terms of, like, the uncertainty, it's a business, you know. It's not like we're the only ones in this situation. Like, there's other guys on other teams, too, who yeah request trades that, you know, for a period of time they don't know. They're saying if they're leaving, like, you know, that's just what comes with this business. Facts. Um, for me, I, I'm just worried about having a job this season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like each season, that's what it's going to be where I make sure I have a job. I can feed myself and my family. Everybody else, like, yeah, we want to win a thousand percent. Like, I want to win for sure, you know. But I think whatever guys are lined up at the beginning of the season, we're just going to rock with them and yeah. you know, make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, key words, business and job. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the thing. You got to do what you got to do for yourself as well, you know. You can have the fantasy mentality where it's like, oh, team, team. But it's like everyone's an individual, so everyone's going to make their own individual decisions. Right. You know, so it is what it is. And I like how you, you're highlighting that because a lot of people would assume, oh, it has to be like, oh, ruckus, drama, behind the scenes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it's just a situation where it's like yeah. everyone's going about their situation their own way, and it is what it is, right? And specifically you – there was, I'm not sure if it was confirmed, there was a situation, a report recently where people were talking about the trades and everything that's happened with the Nets, the alleged allegations, and then there was an article that was like, but people are not talking about David Duke's uh, extension. Where is your state? Is this accurate? Um, and I'm going to add a question to that after where the headline read, David Duke signs, I want to say a two-year extension, something of that nature, for $1.5 million, something of that nature. And then also to add to that, does it feel weird, even like the idea of now being a public figure and people even knowing mm. 
like how much money you have or how much money you could make, but also confirming that rumor. Well, nah, that rumor ain't true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah. Um, so I no, so no, no contract yet with the like an added extension with the Nets. No, no, no. That I've signed. No, I haven't no. signed anything. And this, I don't think that rumor is necessarily true. To be honest. Well, I know the rumor ain't true, but yeah. I feel like the wording was a little different. Off. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of like the contract being like public and stuff like that, I mean. I hope it doesn't affect anything, you know? Like, I don't want people to look at me differently now because they know how much money I make or, you know, feel a certain way towards me or feel, like, even entitled to think, like, I just wish you know, people keep the same energy that yeah. I they had when I was back in class school right now, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think money should change anybody, but that the hard truth is that it will, you know? No matter what. Yeah, no matter what, but that's why you got to get people around you who love you for free, you know, and not for a price because mm-hmm. that's hard nowadays, but you know, it is what it is, man. Like that's just what comes with this. And I just got to rock with it and live with it. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be something else that I got to maneuver through. But yeah, you know, there's bigger problems than having, than just figuring out who's going to really genuinely love you. You know, no, that's a fact. But have you had any weird interactions where it's like you got some random old cousins or like someone as a fake cousin? Like, <laughs> yo, what's up, man? Uh, or like, yo, let me let me borrow. Yo, I got this. Yo, if you put fifty grand into this 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 week, I can help you. We can make two mil by next year. Is if you got any weird like shit like that yet? Uh, in terms of like people coming asking for money, nah. But like, I feel like on. Social media like Twitter, IG, there's always like random accounts. It's like, oh, uh, my cousin, this is my cousin, or like just saying something like as if we're cousins. Mm. Where and I'll go on their page and I don't know who the hell yeah. they are. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah. but motherfuckers, be uh, not yet. Let's just say not yet, right? Not yet. Yeah. So no, until that hundred million plus uh, <laughs> contract happens, God willing, God willing I think you're sure. deserving. It's gonna happen. The NBA is throwing money at people, rightfully so, because it's like yeah. they're so rich. Of it's a rich corporation. It's the biggest sport right now, and you guys are very talented and well deserving of that. You know, so time will tell. It's gonna be crazy when I see that. Reading that, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, that's crazy. It happened." That'll you know? be a time I cry again. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna cry, <laughs> for, you. cry for you, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna cry for you. I appreciate that, man. I'm be like, <laughs> you know, but speaking of Twitter, real quick, backtracing to something that we kind of touched upon earlier, something I definitely wanted you to discuss and provide you the opportunity to discuss on this platform, your name. For those who don't know, David Duke, the name David Duke is also a name that you share with 72-year-old former grandmaster of the KKK. Damn. Now, you know... Whoa, I... <laughs> You didn't he know wasn't this? ready for that one. You weren't ready for that one, huh? Yo. You weren't ready for that one. You know, I want you to provide your answer to this question, but I'm going to have my own answer because I have a heavy opinion on this. Yeah. But I want you to do your thing first, obviously. So how does that feel, the idea of these accounts, everyone online? Not everyone, obviously. Certain accounts, whoever may be making this a situation where it's like they literally come for your family. Like they'll be like, yeah. Why did his parents name him that? Whoa, what a horrible name. Oh, wait, what? Who, which one are we talking about? Right. Like, they make it a thing, yeah. right? And you being, 
you, David Duke Jr., how do you go with that? Like, how do you deal with this? I mean, at this point, it don't bother me, like, at all. Like, not one bit. But I'll tell you, like, from early on, it did. I probably started getting this, like, let's say eighth, ninth grade. Wow. On social media, yeah. Like, if I was to go to a tournament, you know, play good and, like, the – company who's like running a tournament they you know they got social media they'll tweet like oh david duke jr of so-and-so team you know played really well this weekend somebody's in the comments david who like oh, what's his name and at that point like i already knew who you know david duke was just from other people like bringing it up to me and stuff like that but like for a little bit it did affect me you know because i'm like questioning damn like why why my name's after this dude, you know? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I also know, like, this is my father's name, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm upholding my father's name, not that other guy. You know what I mean? And I just feel like people asking me, oh, you know, why don't you change your name? Do you consider it? Like, no. Why would I change my name? You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the worst questions that? I saw. When they asked you that, I was like, this is ridiculous. Why would they even ask him that? Yeah, why would yeah. you ask me to change my name? I don't think it's that serious and if anything like would you ask him to change his name you know no but at the end of the day like i'm 22 years old right he's what 72 72 50 years 50 years older than me i don't i didn't know who the hell he was so somebody brought it up yeah you know and at the end of the day i want to make sure that you know hopefully one day you search up david duke i'm the pictures that you know pop up i'm the ones that you, you know, change history. Exactly. Yeah. And we don't got to, you know, acknowledge um, him and his, yeah, his that, history and whatnot, yeah. you know, but it is what it is at this point in time. Like, I don't really get affected by it. It's just something that's just always going to happen, you know, oh, no matter 100%. what. The bigger, the bigger you get, the exactly. more it's going to be a thing. So it's good that you're building tough skin now because, For sure. in my opinion, it's fucking dumb. You're fucking idiots. Leave them the fuck alone. It's just not, it, it ain't worth uh, responding to, you know? Yeah, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. Like, bro, and it's like. like you just imagine somebody, like, with you guys' names, like, tweeting at you, like, oh, why are you named that? Like, what do you mean? I don't know. Why the fuck do I have to explain that shit to I'll you? Tell yeah, you, you know, know, what 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 the fuck you are you? Mean? I don't give a fuck if you know why I'm named that. Oh, what the fuck? listen to this. I have a oh, quick story. Uh-huh, so man. in elementary school, what happened to you? There was a new kid that came Fuck. into my grade, I Same guess, from name. my school, and he was named Victor. For those who don't know, my legal name's Victor. He came into the school, okay, and there was rumors that he was making it a thing. It was like I'm the first Victor, or I was the first Victor. <laughs> <laughs> There's another Victor in Robert L. Bailey Elementary School off of Broad Street. Damn, crazy. And I'm like, damn, <laughs> <laughs> what would I do? Is this uh-huh. gonna be an issue? What happened? Tell my mom. You took the throne. I told my mom mm. the next day Man, how do you at pickup, my mom went up to this kid and literally put the fear of God in him. She was screaming at him like, leave my son alone. What the hell are you talking about? That's, that's his name. <laughs> what are you, what are you coming out of Because his name is just a name. <laughs> Spazzing at him. And I was like, woof. She, she's a real one for that mm. one, though. Guess what? Never saw that kid again in my life. Like, I really? think till this day, I've never seen him. Man. I don't know if he's alive. Man. You know, God willing, God bless. I don't wish the death right, on nobody. Yeah. But 
is that is like dumb. Like you know, ha- have your have your own parents like f- some f- felt that way? Obviously about these trolls online about your name is like, have uh, you had this discussion with them? Because obviously they named you. Yeah, I feel like we've never really had like a real conversation about it. I know my dad has gotten like some you know heat for it because his name is obviously David. David Duke, and you could um, David Duke Jr. Yeah, yeah, you know, like not because of me, but just his own name. Yeah, yeah, know, obviously traveling. Giving his ID, right? So somebody at the airport, you know, and like having a hard time. I think he told me he was a story where he went to New Orleans, and uh, at the airport he was leaving. Obviously, you have to give your ID and stuff, and the TSA people, or whatever, were like looking at his ID and like as if it was like a joke, like, and you know, talking about it with each other. Oh no! Yeah, but I mean, like at the end of the day, bro, what are they gonna do? put you in jail, hurt you because your name is something like, no. So you just take it in. It's, I feel like it's just not even a, there's no argument that's like worth arguing over. If yeah. you got something to say by like, yeah. It adds you to your story. It. I'll say that much. It definitely adds to your story. It adds to, you know, the dynamics of the David Duke Jr. You know, journey in your, in your life, your career, because you face so many obstacles Real ones, crazy ones, and this is one of the dumb ones. But it's still yeah. an obstacle because you can't control how you feel. It's gonna fuck with you. It's fucked with you in the past. Doesn't fuck with you no more. Thank God. But it's like, something yeah. that affects your mental health. You know, affected. You know, your state of mind. Maybe for a game the next day because people are doing that. And God forbid, I'm not sure has it happened where like they do it at the games, like even like scream about it. Uh, not really. But, you know, it's, it's something weird because it's dumb, but at the same time, like, I just don't even want to, like, hear about it, right? So, yeah. like, I remember I'm this, sorry I brought it up. No, no, no. <laughs> no in this, in <laughs> this environment, no, nah, it's it. cool, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> there was the one SPN time. Or something. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah, that ain't happened, at least not yet. No, right? Oh, matter of fact, uh, speaking on that, I think there was a highlight I had this past year where I dunked on somebody, like, bad, mm-hmm. and it was, like, on ESPN and whatnot. They were going through the highlights, and I think Charles Barkley said so. <laughs> but that it was different. In, it was, oh. Yeah, he was trolling. He was, yeah. like, and he was like, something about your name. Like, oh, yeah, that it was name. February, so he was like, David Duke. He was like, I'm not calling another bad black man David Duke in black history, but <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, yeah. But there was one time, though, like, on a serious note that, I was at the airport and I was arriving to my gate and uh, something happened with my seat. So you know how they put on the intercom? I think I was in Boston or whatever. Um, And they were like, can David Duke uh, please come to the whatever, the desk or whatnot? Holy shit. And I just like stopped because I just seen like a bunch of heads like turn. Mm. (laughs) Oh, man. Would have thought they said Adolf Hitler or some shit. Like, that's (laughs) crazy. You know, so... And I literally, like, I don't know why, just in that moment, I just, like, kind of froze up a little bit. I, like, didn't want to go because I didn't want people to acknowledge, like, oh, that's who mm. this kid's name's David Duke or whatever, you know? So, like, I literally, like, stopped for, like, two minutes. And, like, I was just looking at everybody, like, looking around. Like, I just see, like, you know, old white people, like, you know, who, you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I was just like, whatever. I went up, and that it is what it is. I had my headphones in, so if somebody says somebody, I probably just didn't hear him, but... Like, that was, like, the only time where it ever, like, kind of shook me a little bit, like, that people really, you know, get affected. Yeah. 
by hearing that. That's crazy. I don't know. It's like I said. Other than that, I don't really get it in person. You know, it's mm. never really been an issue like that. Um, and it, I doubt it's gonna be, bro. I doubt. Yeah. People are fucking bitches online. They're not gonna come up to you and tweet or say what they tweeted. They're not gonna come up to you. Yeah, no, and no be chance. like, "Yo, your name is David Duke. Your parents should have named you something else, man." That's uh, not gonna happen. Yeah, nah. But it has been a couple times where, like, you know, somebody who I meet, you know, will bring something. It would be like an older person, mm. like bring something up, but not like in like a meme, but just like acknowledge it. I'm just like, ha, like I gotta laugh it off a little bit. Oh, but, David Duke. Oh yeah, the, like yeah, the he's like, they're like, oh, do you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, I do. Mm. But after that, I just don't even acknowledge like the conversation. Yeah. No, it's crazy because it is dumb. But I definitely, you know, historically when it comes to sports, it's going to be your name's going to be one of the names that stands out no matter what forever because of the slight controversy that people add to it right. because of that. Right. It's going to be for life, you know. So, but like I said, I think it's only going to add to your journey and your story. So, it's a, it's a, it's just like I said, it's, it's a it's blessing the in disguise in a sense where it can. It can build you stronger, I would say. Yeah. You know, but right. obviously it fucking sucks. It's just the rule that I got in life, right? Like, battling obstacles. That's just my rule. And I happen to be pretty decent at it, I would say. You know, like, getting through obstacles and stuff. So, maybe this is just something that I can handle. Because maybe to the next person, they wouldn't be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would destroy them. But maybe that's why they're not going through something like that in life. You know what I mean? I just feel like if some if you're placed in a position, like sometimes it's not the worst thing. It's just because you know you can handle it. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. That's very true. And going back to, because I know definitely a couple fans wanted answers to the situations when it came to your position on the team, and you've you've seen a lot already through you know throughout your rookie year. One of the biggest um moments that happened recently, obviously, was a trade between James Harden. And Ben Simmons, yeah. who's now on the team, Ben Simmons. Yeah. What was your reaction to yes to that situation? And yeah, just in general, because now you do have a new teammate, and the transition of that teammate leaving, which you kind of already had a repertoire with. You said that he was cool and shit, like you know James Harden. You guys had your interactions, good vibes from him. But now him leaving, and now Ben Simmons being added to the team, someone that everyone's criticized online. You know. Another one of the most controversial athletes amongst the NBA. It comes from Kyrie yeah. to Ben Simmons. This is his interview, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we love him over here. Um, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, so what was your reaction to that? Um, yeah, that was crazy. I think it happened, matter of fact, at, like, the last in like the last hour, last half hour trade deadline mm-hmm. um and they had talked about it you know but i didn't think it was really gonna happen because that whole time they're talking about it you know james still in practice he's still you know, but who talked about like people online or yeah, yeah 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 online so i'm seeing it on espn like every day and he's still at practice whatnot everything's cool but and then matter of fact there was something that came out i think uh where the higher-ups in our organization said, like, yo, we're not trading James Harden. You know, so like, yeah, oh, I remember it's that. a done deal. You yeah, know? people were like, oh, it's not, he's not going nowhere. But, you know, like I said, it's a business, so yeah, um, it is what it is. I think I was really shocked, though. At the same time, I wasn't because I think we were going on a trip 
during the trade deadline and like like the day before and he like didn't come so i was like oh maybe made sense now or maybe like come like later on i don't know but then it happened i was like damn wow that's crazy was it like Not a formal that, goodbye or like how does no, that go it just nah yeah and whoever else got traded, like, you know, Paul Millsap, too, like, he yeah. got traded as well. That's not making headlines, but, you know, he's still a part Another of the team. Another great player. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Another one that was with on my team. Um, and it's just, like, it's just so crazy. And it makes you realize how it is a business because there's no formal goodbye, right? Like, as soon as you're traded, as soon as you're signed with another team, literally – you don't even come and pack your stuff up. You have the workers of the team in your locker taking stuff out, wow. ready to ship it to the next thing. Like, yeah, that's what. Um, not to cut you off, but that's what Queedy Pay said in the NFL during his rookie season. He said that it was shocking, realizing like he's in there. There's other new players in there, and he would literally see their lockers being packed up, lockers literally next to his. And he was like, "Damn, this shit's real." Like, yeah, this is. And it reminded him like, "Oh, this is a business." You could be here today and gone tomorrow. Right. So it makes it that much more at times like you have to have like a competitive mindset within yourself. It's like, fuck, I thought I already proved myself, but oh, hold up. I can't. I could be traded. Can't, can't get content. Yeah. You got to stay get, on your toes. Yeah. And like that should be something that drives you to that point where you're like, OK, I got to you know, always come in with a competitive mindset. Like I got to prove myself every single day. It shouldn't like make you feel so anxious like. Like, are they about to trade? Like, no, don't worry about that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, just handle what you can handle. Yeah. And everything's going to work out. Like, even if you are traded, it's not. Then the world, like, majority of players get traded. You know, it's rare that nowadays that players stay with the team. So, you know, if that happens, don't hold your head down either. Like, just keep your chin high and whatever situation you walk into, make the most out of that one too. Like, it's a business. At the end of the day, that's what happens. Like, you, it might not be that you did something wrong. Maybe it's that another team, like whatever player, you know, they're trying to give away or that the team that you're on is trying to get, you know, maybe your value Mm kind of fits in the package, you know, like it is what it is. But yeah, that definitely, it showed me like, it ain't just like a whole camaraderie. I mean, it, you guys have chemistry, right? You guys build camaraderie, but it's not like college. Yeah. It's a brotherhood, but at the same time, it's not like... There's a goal. There's a goal. It's a business. It's not like we're buddy buddies, like, all the fucking time. Like, if the star wants to leave, he can leave. You do meet people along the way, you know, that you really... Become buddy buddies. Yeah, and build good friendships and stuff with... But, you know, you still got to understand that doesn't mean they're always going to be on the same team, like... Yeah, it's not permanent. And now with the new addition of Ben Simmons, the controversial Ben Simmons that everyone talks about, always in the headlines, how has that been? Or have you not even experienced that yet? Like, have you had any interactions with Ben Simmons and stuff? Yeah, I've talked with Ben, you know, a few times. Uh, He's, same thing, he's a really good dude, like, cool dude, you know, not, like, into himself, like, doesn't. No no crazy ego? Yeah, like, being around him, no. You know, he obviously was dealing with injuries coming in right away, so we didn't really get to be on the court together. But I think, uh, you know, coming into this next season, like he's, you know, he has, he has a lot on his shoulders. I would say that, you know, I don't try to put the any type of like criticism or anything like that on him. I kind of feel for him. You know, he's 
been criticized so much, but you know, he's a three-time All-Star. Yeah. You know, former Defensive Player of the Year. Like, he ain't a bum. No. <laughs> no. You know, he didn't play whatever with, when he was with Philly, but it's just more convenient to say what the crowd is saying. Yeah. Than to, you know, stand with him. And, but at the end of the day, he's my teammate, you know, and I am going to stand with him, you know, because at the end of the day, I know if I was to be in that position, and I don't know what I would have to do to be in a position where, you know, I didn't play with Philly and I'm traded and now I'm, you know, hurt and rehabbing and, you know, the media is just on my back like crazy. Like, I don't know how I would do with it. But like I said, we all get roles that we can handle. There's nothing that's going to be in life that's too hard to handle. Yeah. So I feel like for him, like, he don't need me to be on him saying, oh, bro, you're soft, you're this, you're that. Like, nah. I He need me to be somebody that's supportive Facts. as a teammate, you know what I'm saying, and give the same grace to somebody that you would want in return, like mm-hmm. if he was in that position. Do you think, um, or do you know, obviously, if it was what he has spoken or allegedly spoken on when it comes to, like, his mental health, like, in your opinion, like, obviously he went through injuries, but I guess mental health obviously can be an additive that happens during your injuries. You know, your mental health is going to be tested when you're injured. So was it like a mental health issue in your opinion? If you mind sharing, like what would you think was like the reason uh, mainly for, you know, his, because I remember there was this time that that he was supposed to play, I think was it during the, um, again, I'm not Matt Barnes, people. Um, This is not, I'm not an expert right here, but from what I remember, he was supposed to play maybe during like the playoffs or, of or this past season. This past season. Mm-hmm. But then he didn't. You know, he was in the court side. And then the, you'll see yeah. Twitter going crazy. Ben Simmons again with a fly outfit. He dresses. He can dress <laughs> nice and shit. But he, what the fuck? Why are you not playing, bro? Like, what was going on? You don't look injured to me. It's your mental health. You're looking fly. You know, no, you, look, mean, you, you dripped up. You look You look good to me. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that. But um, it wasn't, at least not from my perspective, I don't think it was mental. Like, he was really injured. You know, and he ended up getting surgery after the season. You know, like you which a lot just, of people fail to um, highlight. Yeah, you don't get surgery just for fun. I don't know. You know, so like you know, something was really wrong. And obviously, as a player, you're gonna want to play. You're gonna say like, okay, I feel like I can go. But if a doctor assesses you and that's they don't feel the same way and they feel like it's smarter, maybe you could play, but maybe it's just not worth it because you could get hurt or whatever's hurting could end up being worse. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know a specific reason, but I do know that, like, he was intended to play, though. Yeah. For sure. But obviously, like, with the surgery coming up after the season, like, I think that should show, like, he really was yeah hurt. Yeah, he probably just took, like, a preventative measure yeah. and was like, oh, I want to do it, but, hey, maybe not. For sure. And, I mean, as, for, as a fan, like, you want Brooklyn to win. You mm-hmm. want Brooklyn to be the best they can. So, obviously, we have Ben Simmons. We want him to play, but mm-hmm. it's a business, too, right? Like, if he plays and he ends up hurting himself even more, now he might not get picked up because nobody wants to take a chance on him, right, because he's injured. Like, now what? He's going to be screwed out of the rest of his career? No. So, he's got to take a preventative measure and, you know, go from there, deal with whatever comes with it. But, you know, he's been back in Brooklyn, you know, after – a past off season when I was back in Brooklyn too, like he's rehabbing, putting a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks good, so I'm looking forward to seeing you know how this next year goes for him. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm there to you know see the elevation, the progress, and how he maneuvers like through all of this because I know it ain't easy for sure. Yeah. yeah. And when it comes to this next season, real quick, we spoke about the Kyrie 
the trading rumors, but there's also Kevin Durant trading rumors. Is it the same answer with that? You just you you don't know. You don't have like no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Same business way. is business. Yeah. 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 That's what I imagine. You know, because at the end of the day, business is business, and these are people that leave you know their own destiny, and they've already won championships. So it's like. They can decide, you know, how to go about it. They're gonna look at it differently than a rookie would, you know, or someone that doesn't have that championship and that chip and has won that, you know. But yeah, and when it comes to now, we spoke about Ben Simmons, and he's one of the few athletes in basketball ever to be compared directly to LeBron James. When it comes to LeBron James, recently this past weekend, we saw him at the Drew League, mm-hmm. shutting it down, going crazy, it went viral, you know, playing against people who obviously aren't the, aren't in the NBA but might be amongst those who we discussed earlier that damn near are, if not better than a lot of people in the league, but just didn't have the opportunity. And they had the chance to literally play with LeBron James, one of the greatest ever. What was your reaction seeing that if you obviously saw it um, as an NBA player yourself? Yeah, I thought it was legendary. I mean, the Drew League is one of the best, um, you know, men's leagues out there. I think uh, it's definitely has its history mm-hmm. with NBA players playing in it. Uh, I think the last time LeBron played in it was like 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just crazy, like to even say that and like realize how long he's been in the NBA. Eleven years later, uh, he's literally been in the NBA for half of his life. Yeah, I think he's 36 now. Yeah, yeah, he got in when he was like 18. It's just it's nuts, but I mean, I thought it was legendary to see him, you know, go back and you know play in it, and it's good to kind of do that because it's not just about the game. I think it's about you know being around. Like he's not like Batman, where you just never see him and mm-hmm. can't like be up close. Like he's involved. He's involved. Yeah, you know, not like all the time, but it's still he's still LeBron James. But at the same time, you know he still you know lace up and Mm -hmm. go and play um and things like that so i think it was cool to see what has been your interactions with him like what was that first time ever like how did that feel facing him facing that team uh the first time i played against the lakers was in a preseason game and he didn't play but he was there though um him westbrook and stuff that was cool i mean just playing the stable center i mean this is legendary yeah yeah it's a different feeling playing in there but I haven't really. I ain't met him. I ain't spoke really to him nothing yet. yet. Yeah. yeah, no, not yet. So hopefully though. Yeah, and when it comes to LeBron and these great players, who is your top five NBA players of all time? If you have one right now. Somebody's a good one. You have Rose in there. No, don't don't answer for him. It's not your interview. No, I know he's hey. gonna have. I know he's gonna have Rose. No, 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 no. <laughs> he might not. No, I'm not gonna have Rose in there. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, you thought you knew him. <laughs> guy. The guy. top five, though, uh, got to put Jordan and Braun. I'm not going in order, though, because it's too much, like. Yeah, yeah, no order, no order, just five. Yeah, Braun, Jordan. <laughs> Braun, Jordan. I'm going to just go from what I feel, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. I, this, ain't, this ain't law, like. Yeah, yeah. Opinion, yeah. You know, it's your opinion. Uh, your opinion might change in the future. I think Curry, mm. uh, and I'm taking all like 
rings and all that out of it. It's just about players of the game. Yeah. You know, so Katie, Katie mm. Curry, Braun, Jordan. One more. Uh, David Duke Jr. <laughs> hopefully one, one day. One day, definitely. Oh, one day. Uh, damn. I didn't see enough, like, players from, you know, back then, but I had Magic Johnson just. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Especially uh, as a guard. Yeah, you know, tall, you know, guard can pass the hell out the ball, like, lead teams, yeah. you know, rings, like. Pioneer. Yeah, pioneer for sure. And that's part of it, like, outside of the rings and stuff, because, you know, I can be on a team and not play and get have a ring, right? So, yeah. but, like. Players of the game, I think Braun, he's one of the smartest players ever to play the game. Uh, Curry changed the game for sure with his offensive ability, you know, emphasizing the three-point shot. Um, KD, what he's able to do at seven foot, I think is a lot of seven foot is going to have to, you know, like, yeah, you know, you're not going to have to be playing back against the basket now. You're going to be expected to be able to make a three now, like a lot of different things. Um, Jordan is Jordan, you know, like, Best athletes ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, those are my. And who do you say is the, the one, if you have to? The People one. People always have the discussion who's the GOAT. LeBron, Jordan, now uh, Curry. Obviously, Curry's always been a part of the discussion, but I, after coming off a phenomenal year, which he always has phenomenal years, but this year kind of felt a different type of special. People yeah. are discussing him more. Obviously, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But who, oh, who, why am I bugging? Oh, oh you want to swap someone? I got to put Kobe in, in the five tripping. And that's the problem. That's the thing. When we talk about goats, like a lot of people just say, who's the goat? Bron or Jordan? But they leave Kobe out. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. They yeah, I got to put him. Kobe in there. Because at least like in my lifetime, I was able to see. Yeah. You know, Kobe. Magic, let's let's swap him with Magic. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Swap Kobe a Laker for, sure. for a Laker. But uh, the one... I feel like when it's said and done, Braun, man, Oof. he's just been going for a minute. And, like, he's been productive for a minute. If he gets, if he gets like, what's he at, four rings right now? If he gets, what, you think, at least six or past, passing Jordan? How many more years six, do you think he has in him? Uh, me, me and Vic were talking about it the other day. I feel like he got, like, to, like, 40. Mm. How old is he now? 40. He's 36, so he got four. I said, said three years. years. I said three to four day, years. Mm-hmm. But who knows, man? Yeah. Because I know there's some guys out there that can't really move that's still on the NBA team, that's still on the court, right? Yeah. And Carter Bron's, Carter just uh, retired. No, Vince Carter. Yeah, about like two years ago. Yeah. And Braun's still moving. Yeah. You know, so, like, I feel like it's going to take a while for him to get to that point. And he loves the game, like, just from looking – Outside in, like I feel like he loves the game so much that he's gonna yeah. want to. He, I know he's talked about wanting to play with his son, which would be crazy. Oof. Talk so. about a moment in the history of sports. That would be crazy. That's gonna be crazy when it does happen. Yeah, but I agree wholeheartedly, and it might be a generational thing. But at the same time, I'm from a class where I'm looking at it all levels, not just on the court, off the court. Yeah, Michael Jordan has did has done what he's done when it comes to the brand Jordan, whatever. But when it comes to philanthropy and as an actual person in a business, LeBron James is really untouchable in sports. Like, yeah. he does so much. He has ownership in soccer. He has ownership in, in baseball. He's doing things like coming to the Drew League just for fun. 
like and killing it. Started obviously, a, a school opened a whole uh, school. I promise. Kids to college, you know. Yeah. He's doing all types of facets of things. You know, his shoes were very successful. Uh, right now, who is up to you guys for your own opinion? They've kind of been, I don't know, it's kind of getting weird with the designs. Yeah, not a lot of people. You know, people aren't really players. rocking them. You know, growing up, obviously, the uh, the LeBron 5s. You remember the yeah, the, uh, the, ones, yeah. the Wolf Gray My LeBrons? My favorites were the uh, LeBron 9s. Woof. 9s were yeah. tough. Your taxis and the Hornets and shit. Yeah. That's what I meant. The Wolf Gray 9s, yeah, right? Yeah. The gray ones? Yeah. I actually had those little gray ones, yeah. Oh, my God. Those are crazy. Those are so hard to get. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, we were rocking them like, as like, stretch like yeah, jeans. Styles, yeah, yeah, for sure. Niggas was, we weren't <laughs> dribbling in the court in the halls. Yeah, you had Bron nines just, they didn't with touch some Trueys and yeah, Trueys, yeah, yeah. Polo. Like it was it. That Never was it. touched the court, bro. Just concrete. Never touched the court. Yeah, but bro. damn near. Don't for, don't get it fucked up. We're in the hallways. You try to cross me over. I got <laughs> the shoes on. Yeah. Them shoes are gonna squeak. <laughs> In middle school, you go, you know what I'm saying, dress down day, you wear your bronze and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a true religion and whatnot. Mm. But at recess, yeah. you ready. You got the yeah. bronze on anyway. You know? <laughs> you know? Nowadays, not so much, but it happens. Yeah. You know, it happens. I think he has to revisit the retros a lot. Um, yeah. Similar to how Jordan does it, you know. Yeah, for sure. But he's going to have his time. Um, But that's, that's dope. I agree with that, man. LeBron James, I think when it's all said and done, is going to go down in history as the best, the greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, and you're seeing it firsthand. Like you're a part of that. You you know you haven't met him yet, obviously, but it's bound to happen. It's gonna happen, whatever. But you are there. You you're seeing it. You're you're breathing the same air. So right. you you are coming from a different different perspective where that's one of your peers. You know, not a teammate, an actual team, but right. in the same league. You're it's, around it's, each other. It's crazy. Like to even say, like I played against the, you know, when it's said and done, like. One of, even just to say one of the greatest players to ever play the game. I played with two, three of, uh, like, there's more, but, like, of the greatest players ever, yeah. you know, yeah. that were on my team. It's crazy. You yeah. know, in the history of basketball, like, I don't really sit back and, sit back think and about do that it. too much. Yeah, but, like, it's just nuts to really even, you know, think about that. Like, damn. Oh, yeah, that's why these conversations are important because you got to sometimes reflect. And if not you, when you speak about it, other people can reflect. And also it becomes a time capsule that you maybe can look back in the future and reflect on it by yeah. hearing yourself speak about these things that are casually happening in your life. But it's like, holy shit, at the same time, it's like you become numb to it because it's destined, you're great, you deserve it. But at the same time, it's okay to look back and be like, Fuck, that shit is actually fucking cool. Like, yeah. that's not regular. It's regular because you're used to it now, but you're in a rare circumstance, yeah, you know? Sure. And sure. you're one of them ones, so it's like you deserve that. That's why you put in that position, yeah. you know? Um, but also, aside from that, how do you feel when it comes to... We kind of discussed it a bit off of air. A couple last questions. We're going to get you out of here. We don't want to take up too much of your time. When it comes to... Off the court now, players like Draymond Green, this whole agenda now with new media. Athletes are becoming off-court personalities, whether it's during them playing or after retiring, they're becoming it and becoming journalists and starting their podcasts and just becoming these, you know, more of a household names for other reasons and their skill on the court. How do you feel about that and what are your thoughts on it? I, I love it. Yeah. I think, like... Too many times, 
we take heat from analysts and people who really haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. You ain't been in the NBA. You haven't been in professional sports in general, mm-hmm. and you're criticizing somebody's game. Like, mm-hmm. to me, it's just dumb. You know, like, how can you sit outside of that and say, oh, they're not good enough. They're this and that. They need to do this. Their team needs to do that. Like, you can study a game or a sport, but, like, you will never really understand, like, the ins and outs and, like, the mental side of it and just so many different things um, unless you're in it. So I think with players and stuff, you know, retired or even during like, starting these things like podcasting, Journal, being journalists and commentators and stuff like that, I think is great. Yeah, because it puts people who have the experience and who are credible, you know, behind it. And now, like when you're getting criticism, it's like you're getting criticism from a teammate. You know, yeah. like you can take criticism from a teammate because it's like, okay, I know you've been through that. Yeah, it's know, coming from a different a different space. And you know, some like still they may say things that are dumb, whatever. But like at the end, of the day, I'd rather it be something from somebody who played. Yeah. Than somebody who didn't play or has that yeah. experience, yeah, yeah. And I feel like so far we have good examples, especially like you know Draymond Green. He definitely pushes the the bar sometimes, but recently he had that situation with Kendrick Perkins, and he apologized. You know, he went back and realized like he went too far. You know, yeah. calling him out his name. But there's gonna be you know bumps in the road when you're starting a new career, a new path, because you're used to you know the straight career basketball, basketball. But now you're speaking about basketball, so. You have to control your platform, and you're gonna go go about it. Have you thought about that yourself? Like, do you see yourself ever doing that in the future? Like, becoming a podcaster, journalist, or just someone that comments on the game? I mean, I haven't really thought about anything like that, but like, I'm always thinking of random stuff that I could get into. And a podcast has like crossed my mind before. Yeah, just because I love like having conversations, like intellectual conversations about, and no, just gotta be basketball, like. Yeah. Anything. Life in general. Yeah. You know, like I like talking about things, like giving advice. I like, you know, always learning yeah. more about some. So that's one thing. But other than that, I don't know. I do want to be around the game though for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to uh go too far away from it ever. Yeah. Nah, not really. Not really. I definitely like want to be a part of it. Yeah. And when it comes to um off the court, when it comes to you know, this is something that we spoke about it also off of camera where the idea of rappers always want to become basketball players, basketball players want to become rappers. Yeah. Who are your top five rappers when it comes to you? Uh, thing is, I don't just listen to, like, rap, right? Like mm. Artists. Just. Yeah, I would say artists because I'm not always trying to hear, like, I honestly don't play rap. That's not my like most played genre. Really? You know? What do you play yeah. like R and B? Yeah, like it's just however I'm feeling that day or whatever space I'm trying to get into. You know, I feel like for me, music like puts me in a certain space. Um, I do believe that music like can affect your mood and just your thoughts as well. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like when if you're listening to constantly about like drugs, guns, like abusing women and like. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, like it just has me like a boxed in like yeah. mind frame a little bit. Spinning, and spinning the block on your ops. I don't, I can't relate to any of that. Mu- any yeah. of it, you know. But like, you know, certain songs, like the beats, the beats hard. The right? energy, the energy behind it, yeah. So like, there's certain music, like good music, yeah. But you know, it, like I said, it just depends what kind of space I'm trying to get into. 
Mm-hmm. I literally listen to like you can say everything. Really? Yeah. So do you like what's your on your playlist like before a game? You like you do you listen to like what like rock? So nah. So that <laughs> I ain't gonna go that far and say rock or like. I thought you were gonna start nah. hitting us with some names and shit like uh, Queen, Beatles, Elvis. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm like damn. So like in the summer league, I'll just give you my place for summer league. I was playing heavy Afro beats. Mm, heavy. Burner boy. Before the game. Yeah. That was just what I was doing. Yeah. That's because I just feel like that got me like. Going. I wanted to like be in a good mood, like going into the game. I didn't want to be angry, like I didn't want to be pressed. I didn't want to feel no type of like pressure or anything. Like I feel like when I hear Afro beats, like it's always a vibe. Like yeah. happy, happy, yeah. happy energy. It gets me going. So that's what I was on. Yeah. yeah. But when it comes to do you, so you don't even have like one like favorite rapper, like one all time. Even say, like growing up, one all time say Drake. Drake. Yeah. Okay, Drake's number one because he's like. I feel like he's just ahead of his our time, like still, like now. Think about what he just put out, right? Like You fuck with the album, the new album? Yeah. Yeah. Think about like how everybody hated it. Yeah. You know? But now everybody's loving it. Yeah. You know how sticky it gets. You know? That's well, that's probably one of the hardest songs. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the hardest songs this year. But tough, it's like he knows that too. I know somebody clipped the interview where he was talking about it that uh I forgot which interview it was. The last one was like two hours long. Yeah, probably the Rap Radar one when he was talking exactly. about um, that music comes yeah. out, people want to rush to Twitter people then in the first two weeks. Yeah, we're to be the first ones. Yeah, yeah, we spoke yeah. about that here. Yeah, yeah right. we spoke about that clip. So, it's like, true. Yeah, and he knows that. And, like, to be wise enough to, like, put yourself there and step outside and understand that, like, he ain't worried about the first week, everybody coming for him. Because now, what, like, his sales probably going up more now than it was, you know, when it first dropped. Yeah. Obviously, like, his. Music's going to sell regardless. You know, but he knows what he's doing for sure. And that's like the perfect time, summertime. I feel like that's what the vibes on the tape is for, for sure. Yeah. But, like, he's tapping into so many different, like, sounds, beats, um, so many different things. Like, he's he did the whole uh, drill phase. like well, Everything. Everything. That man is unstoppable. I don't – I can't – I can't hate on him. Bro. You could have damn near been maybe near him because you're saying – um. You practiced or had like a good um workout with like the Raptors and stuff, mm. so imagine that he would have been one of the six six what what does he call him six men six yeah, months. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> that the draft picks for Toronto actually he welcomed them to Toronto. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, so I love Brooklyn. Nah, yeah, but yeah. It's, it was crazy. I was looking for him though when we played Toronto. I was yeah. like, maybe he'll be courtside, but no, nah, he wasn't. Did you ever see Jay Z courtside? Yeah, Jay Z's at almost every game for us. Did you have like an official interaction with him or no? Nah, it's like the most would be like if you know I make a play, a good play, and I look over and he's like clapping. And I'll just like you know nod something, but it's not like a fucking dope though. That's dope. It's not like a formal interaction at all. Yeah. But like at our games, there's so many different people. Jay Z's like a regular there now though. And he's yeah. just like literally right next to our bench. Yeah. yeah, and he obviously knows who you are. <laughs> it's like. He's one yeah, of the owners hopefully. on the team. Yeah. No, he knows. Obviously. He knows yeah. who the, the fuck you are. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. to, bro. That's by fucking. That's yeah, by default. That's a fact. And speaking of music, also you've had um, speak on speak on your. Do you you kind of had a little rap career? Like you had. <laughs> I have. A you career. had a one song. A feature came out. Shout out to D Gomes. I had a I had a feature on the song yet, yeah, but I ain't have a career. That was in honestly, bro. Like 
<laughs> that was just something that just came to be. I was in the studio with him. Like, that's one of my best friends. So It was smooth. You know, I just, he's, like, such a supporter of me. Yeah, shout out to D. Gomes. Yeah, shout out that man, Damon Gomes, for real. Uh, one of my best friends. He's always been so supportive of me, like, overly supportive, right? Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't have it any other way, and I feel like I just try to be there for him in the same way. Um, so I was in the studio with him, whatever, and he was, you know, making his album at the time. Uh, and he's always, like, anybody who's around, he wants the input. That's, like, something that not a lot of people do, you know? They feel like, yeah. oh, you don't know because you're not in this industry. You, yeah, yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. But he's like, nah, like, uh, he's like, Duke, pick out the beats. Like, mm. pick out whatever beat you, you think is hard. And so I picked out that beat. I was like, yo, I think, you know, you'll kill this right here. And he's like, go in there. I was like, Nah. <laughs> he was like, no, nah, go in there. And like, I was like, all right, whatever, I'll go in. But I'm just like, you know, trying to play around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Just see, you know, what could happen. But then like I started going, and he, now he's like clicking and he's like, yo, you should say na 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 na. And then like literally giving me like feedback and stuff yeah. like what to say. So I'm just yeah. going with it and then that just came from it. But I think it came out pretty smooth. I think it was at good. first I was like, ah. Eh. But I think I heard it honestly the other day. Matter of fact, again, yeah, yeah, he had played it, and I was like, damn, like that song actually kind of hits right now. <laughs> it was talking about like undrafted, like yeah. you know, going through ups and downs and stuff, and then like looking back on obviously like my career and just in this past year, I was like, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. it's something that you can look back on no matter yeah. what, no matter how you feel about it, good or bad. It's like you created that memory now that you can look back on for the rest of your career, the rest of your life. Well, when it comes to actually rapping, so you have no sense of pursuing it, like, because nah. for example, I know one of your teammates, uh, KD, has been rumored to be a rapper behind the scenes. A couple people have told me this, and it's like I've heard he's even cooked up, and like people have heard these unreleased songs. I have ain't heard nothing. I didn't even know that. No, yeah, I really didn't know that. Really, <laughs> to be honest, no. Yeah, we we interviewed um who was it um Young Thug's artist T Shine. And T Shine's cool with KD. KD oh, yeah, executive produced. Yeah, T Shine. Yeah, he told me that. He said he's cool with KD. He executed. Uh, KD executive produced T Shine's new album that came out. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, he said that KD be having them bars. Mm. But I, I guess that. he keeps it. I guess you know he keeps it very secluded. Only to I'm like. I had to ask you next time I see him. Oh, you gotta ask. You gotta. You gotta let us know how them bars <laughs> is like. You know, he's cooking it up. He's cooking it up. Cause that would be crazy. Like a uh, a uh, David Duke featuring um, KD yeah, track. Imagine that. But yeah. you, ne- but you never thought about yourself, no. Like, nah, my if I did have a career, I'm already retired. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! When it comes to a couple quick rapid questions before we get you out of here, 2K, have you played yourself in 2K? And how do you feel about your rating? I ain't played 2K since I was like 11. Really? Yeah. Even now that you're in the game? Even now. What? Yeah, bro, it's crazy. Damn. I know, and I want to. You probably get like early but. access and shit too, no? Yeah, I literally have, like, two free copies that are just collecting dust right now. Damn. Yeah. But maybe I will. Do you know your rating on it? I think it's low. I think, like, people send me screenshots all the time. Oh, yeah? My friends and stuff when they play. Oh, wow. Um, The person looks nothing like me. That's what I was about to ask. Does he even look like Yeah, <laughs> no. But I didn't do the 2K scan until, like, the middle of the year. So maybe on the They'll next probably one. update it, yeah. Yeah, it'll be updated. But, uh, yeah, nah. But I do want to play it. I yeah. just I don't I don't even own a system, bro. What the hell? Yeah, I'll I give, just I'll give you my PS Five. Just no, take bro. it. Be collecting those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Nah, but it shows your determination. Like, you don't got time for that. But I feel like so many basketball players play. Yeah. Like, even Ben Simmons, T. Shines is close with him. T. Shine told us that Ben Simmons is, like, one of the best. Or if not, I think he said the best. Did he say the best, Edwin? Yeah. The I best. Think so, yeah. I think he said he's the best um, NBA player that he's play, uh, f- uh, played with. And it's, like, Modern Warfare. Like, he's mad nice with Call it and shit. Duty, Call of Duty yeah. and shit. I actually rock. I like Call of Duty. Yeah. I do. I haven't played 2K in forever, but I did play... Call of Duty, like, maybe my freshman year of college for, like, a quick, like, week spurt. Mm. Damn. Yeah. But I was playing, like, That's with crazy. a couple of my teammates. After that, I ain't really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say um, your experience has been in Brooklyn? Like, how is the food there? How would you compare it to, like, even small things like that? Like, how's the food in Brooklyn Compared to back home, like in Providence, like do you feel the Let difference? Let me tell you, Providence, not just Providence, Rhode Island, probably has the best like variety of food in the country. I say it all the time. Facts. Like, That's a fact. You can get good food in every category in Rhode Island. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever you want. Yeah, we're actually known for that. Yeah. We're known for the restaurants and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, wasn't that on? Uh, did you see that GQ article? Well, like they ranked them. Mm-hmm. Like they ranked the states and shit. They said no, the state that's like. On the rise that you probably don't know about, or something like that. And they put Rhode Island. They just highlighted, yeah, Rhode Island, because they said our food, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that means, yeah. so you've have you had a tough time like trying to find good shit to nah, eat in Brooklyn? I mean, like, are you a picky eater? You're not like vegan or nothing like that, right? Nah, you know what's crazy? I was vegan for a whole month last year. Damn, I was. Why'd you do it? Uh, it was just kind of me experimenting yeah. with it. I'm always just doing like yeah. different. But I wanted to see like how it would affect my body in terms of my performance, like how could I could like, you know get an edge or whatever. Yeah, I don't eat necessarily bad. Yeah, you know I go through times where I do like eat like, trash, but for the most part I eat you know pretty good, pretty solid. Um, but that was just something like I wanted to see if it would help me with my energy, with my body in general. I probably didn't do it long enough, but I did feel like I was more energized. Yeah. You felt that slight difference at all? Yeah, I just, I was in college at the time. Uh, I had to buy everything, so I didn't really have the money like that. Uh, I wasn't really that into cooking, so I was like, I'll just hold off on that. Maybe, like, if I do end up getting a chef, maybe I could go back to it. I hear that a lot. lot I listen to a lot of rich people talk on the podcast and stuff. They always talk about the advantage of having an in-home chef. And, like, they don't have to eat out. And I'm like, it one kinda, day that's going to happen. I yeah, need that. It gives you the, like, you're okay with eating healthy because, one, you don't have to put energy, like, getting yeah. in the car or going. Yeah. like, And then when you're going, you don't want to go and buy a salad. You want to go and mm-hmm. buy a Chick-fil-A, like, <laughs> you know. And also, the price. Healthy food is expensive, bro. Yes, 100%. It kind of is, is messed up, but that's just how life is. Yeah. You know, but if you have a chef, you know, it's being made, you can ask them to make bad food or healthy food be the same price. Yeah. So why not? Mm-hmm. Eat they'll make it taste good. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll make some bad, uh, some good food taste like bad food, but it's actually good food. Like, exactly. there's special chefs like that. Exactly. They literally call them, like, nutritionists. Like, a lot of mm-hmm. athletes have nutritionists, which are chefs. Yeah. But they calorie count. They make sure you're eating good, mm-hmm. you're eating right. Yeah. That's so that's something thing. you want to tap into eventually that's having. Yeah, I definitely want to get a... Yeah. We have, like, a team nutritionist. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so she, like, keeps up with anything, like, we need, gets us, like, supplements or 
shakes or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And speak on real quick for those who don't know the experience you had. You did a summer uh, basketball camp and everything that you have going on with like the nonprofit and like your philanthropy right now. Yeah. Uh, that's just something, honestly, that I'm doing just because I feel like it's not an obligation, but it's just what I want to do. You know, I started the David Jr. Foundation um, with my family. We all like, I feel like, have a, a want to like give back and help people. And my mom is super into that, you know, helping people. She's a nurse, that's what, that's what she loves to do. Yeah. Um, my dad, too, you know, he's always been hands on with everything I had going on, but he, in the same way, like, I see how he sacrificed so much just for the family and like helping us. And I know, like, with the foundation, um, he has and will be, you know always hands-on and helping in that way as well. So I think it's, like, the perfect thing. Um, now that, you know, I have a certain platform or whatever and, you know, the resources to do it in a successful way, I think it's something that, you know, I really want to take advantage of um, and give back because I know I wish, you know, when I was younger that I can have somebody who's involved in, like we were talking about how LeBron, like, playing the Julie, like, coming back and, just kind of being within reach, you know what I mean? I want to do that. I never want to get out of reach with, you know, Providence and um, the next generation. I always feel like I can help them in any way possible, even if it's just a couple kids. Like, 100%. Reach their dreams, yeah. So I want to, you know, expand it and not just touch just on basketball, but, like, be able to, you know, maybe – have people come work with me who are in other sports, other industries too, maybe like artists, music, literal art, mm -hmm. um, technology, whatever it is. Like I want to expand it to the point where, you know, I'm helping kids in every single aspect. But, you know, that's down the line, God willing, it, it happens. You know, may be something along the way that puts me on a different path. But for now, that's where I'm at. 100%. And I think it's amazing. Like, even seeing those images was very, like, heartwarming to me because it's like, damn, mm -hmm. this kid, now grown man, obviously not a kid, but, you know, he's a kid in a lot of people's eyes that is making other kids feel how they should feel, which is important. You're giving back to them, providing them the actual opportunity to be amongst you, around you. Right. And it's in your first year, like, right away. A lot of athletes don't do that. In their first year, like they don't do the summer camp, they don't do the nonprofit. They'll maybe do that later along down along the lines. Yeah. A lot of people don't even do it until they retire. To be honest, I've seen that. Like a lot of major athletes, iconic, they don't do that type of shit until they retire. But you're doing it right away. So I think it really shows, like, improves what you're stating. Like you really do give a fuck about the city. Well, I think it's it's not like a a rule where okay. You're supposed to wait two years in the league and then give back, right? Like, yeah, it's not even it's not even a rule, right? Like, you're supposed to give back. Yeah. You know, people just it's not do mandatory. It. Exactly, it's not mandatory. I could go through my whole career and not give a dime out, or you know, just not be present anywhere and do anything. But for me, like, it's more than just me. Like, I I want to help just because I feel like it's the thing to do. You know, like. I care about the city. I want to see it shine. Like I want more kids to, you know, reach their goals and whatever it is. And I honestly feel like the more you bless others, like that's what keeps you blessed as well. You know, like you don't get blessed just to hold everything to yourself. 
God forbid something happens to me tomorrow, like, I can't take everything I have with me, right? So, yeah, like, facts. I want to share the sugar, like, give it out so that people can, you know, use that. And I'm not just talking, I'm not talking material, like, money. I'm just talking about, like, knowledge or just an experience. You know, you grow from an experience with somebody. Yeah, remember oh, yeah. how you made them feel, not, you know, how much money you gave them or whatever. Like, you remember how you make them feel. If somebody in your life, like, made you feel really seen, important, like, special, you're going to remember them for them ever. Life, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's, like, what I want to do. And I think when people feel seen and important, they uh, feel more confident in themselves to go about and chase their dreams. A lot of people don't chase their dreams because they're not confident in themselves to do it. That's very factual. So for me, like, I want to instill that confidence. Like, no, nah, you can do it. No yeah. matter how crazy it may seem, people telling you, no, nah, like, no, nah, it's, it's obtainable for sure. Listen, that might be slightly a reason why I might feel however I feel about Kyrie. Because I went to give him a shoe for him to sign, and he kept going. But, hey, I respect <laughs> All it. Right, it so is what it yeah, is. That's a, that's a, that could be, you know, an example. Like, you know, little <laughs> things like that. I, I always try to. No, especially, know, like, young kids. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, whoever it is, like, always try to make people feel important, like, Signing stuff, always trying to do that. and yeah. never want to turn anybody away. Sometimes it gets a little, like, crazier. And, you know, I have my time that I have to, you know, use as well. But, yeah, I, as much as I can, I I try to do all I can. I, you can't please everybody, too, at the same time. No, like Kendrick Lamar said, you can't please everybody. Definitely now, not. when it comes to a young kid right now who wants to play basketball, coming up in Providence, Rhode Island, looking at you, David Duke, a Providence, Rhode Island citizen that actually now is an NBA player. Mm-hmm. What would you tell that kid that wants to be in your position and looks up to you as inspiration? I mean, I want to tell him so much. Like, if I was to have a conversation with, you know, the next generation of kids or a kid, like, I wouldn't want to just have a five-second conversation. So, like, whatever advice that I'm – and give like it's not that's not the only thing you know like I want to have sit down conversations and really like have kids like pick my brain and for me to give back because like I said I think there's so much power and knowledge and like wisdom is like applied knowledge right so you can know so much but you won't really have true wisdom until like you apply it to your life and like see you know things happen so but for me I think you know to the next generation just all the cliche things that are actually true you know, like, don't let nobody tell you can't, you know, reach your goals because you can, no matter where you come from, no matter what you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. That's right. Oh, yeah, you got you. Uh, what else? Um, chase your dreams and let nobody tell you can't. Don't, you know, let anybody's negative words or criticism, like, stop you or change your vision or view about yourself. You know, always be confident in yourself. Make sure that you're happy genuinely because, uh, you know, when you try to be giving and a lot and try to give yourself to everybody, like, that could drain you. So make sure you're genuinely happy yourself. Like, and then at the end of the day, just don't take things in life so serious. So when, like I said, when things happen to you, like, don't take it so serious because it's inevitable. Everybody will go through a hard time. Nobody's perfect. Life ain't perfect. People on IG may seem like your life is perfect, but it ain't. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's all facade. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, keep it real and keep it pushing. 
Listen. I think we got more. Wise words. Wise words. That wise <laughs> conversation. Very mature. Yeah, yeah. Um, any last any last questions you guys have before Edwin and Marlon? I don't know. You cut him off a couple of times. Yeah, so and you say like you, like you had a lot man, to say. But yeah. Any last questions? Any last thoughts? No, um, no, man. I just I I view you as a very mature person for you know meeting you for the first time, and like I said, you very very wise guy, and you know I just wish you the best, bro. Appreciate <laughs> um, it, bro. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's a fact, bro. I, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I don't know shit about sports. Like, I don't watch them. Like, yeah. I play soccer. That's what I do. I, I enjoy that. I enjoy playing any type of, uh, like, sports and shit like that. I don't watch them. To yeah. me, that's boring and shit like that. Yeah. But I do know that y'all go through a lot of shit, and yeah. it takes a lot to actually get to, like, fucking the big, you know, the, the big names right. and shit like that. And I respect that, you know what I'm saying? And you definitely you got my respect and shit. That's dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming from like you're younger than us and shit like that. So it's yeah. like not only the do I like I can I can say it's like fuck like I'm older. You know they're younger. They're doing these things and shit like that. But n- nothing. I'm like trying to bring myself down. But it just really fucking motivates me too. So it's like even like how Edwin said is like for your age and shit like that. You you know you sound very wise and shit like that. And you know, from what you said, how your parents brought you up and shit like that, I respect that a lot. That's really dope. And a lot of people, you know, they they get to these places and shit like that. They get cocky and whatever. But it's like, you're very humble, bro. And that's dope as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. A lot of people, you know, especially from Providence, a lot of people like to have big heads and shit like yeah. that. But mm-hmm. but you, you move different, bro. And I fuck with that heavy, for real. So, you know? Appreciate that, I wish bro. nothing but the best for you, bro. For real, for real. Wish the best for y'all too, man. I appreciate, appreciate you, brother. And any this, any you know, last words yourself big. as well? Uh, nah, I ain't got no last words, man. I just hope <laughs> you know the, the CA podcast and just the brand in general, you know, takes off and y'all go ahead and do. You know, what I'm saying some big things. You know, definitely won't be the last time y'all see me. You know, yeah. Definitely make sure that we do something again down the line. Nah, for sure. One hundred percent. We gotta get you back 100%. in in the future. Have like funner episodes and stuff. That's gonna happen. You know, make this an annual thing. Whatever we gotta do, we're always gonna stay in touch. Um, hundred percent. I gotta go check you out at a game. Yeah. Like for yeah, real. Yeah. I gotta witness it in person. I even go. Like I yeah. said, I don't, I don't watch sports. <laughs> like that, I got you. <laughs> nah, I got you for sure. Like yeah. I'm gonna make sure that I get y'all to a game this year. Yeah. That's love. That's love. That's love, man. And there we have it. Right there, the interview of the year. The conversation of the year. Um, what more else can we say? Uh, who, uh, what's a? Uh, are you not entertained? Who said that? <laughs> uh, Shaq. Are you not entertained? <laughs> you know, we gave you everything. Uh, phenomenal. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you lending us. You know your thoughts and sharing everything, your journey, and actually letting us help you now make it. You know something that is. A part of history now we have this to look back on people can watch this for the rest of their lives and you know time will tell 10 years from now you know i would say like oh we might not see him around he might be but he could nah, be big as fuck he's gonna be around yeah. see me around. he's gonna be here you know he's gonna he's he's that guy <laughs> you know so thank you man that's all i can really say it's love and there we have it. Make sure to subscribe, comment down below, share your opinion. This is the CA Podcast Cap, episode 41, and we are out. Club Ambition, baby. Yes, sir. They gonna love me for my ambition.